Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the KBR Sports Podcast. You already know the best sports podcast of your 24-hour day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. Of course, if you are new to the podcast and you've never tuned into an episode, welcome. And of course, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening in on. Of course, you can also support the podcast even further if you would like to by following the KBR Sports Podcast on any social media, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or any other platform like Twitter as well. And the handle will be at KBR Sports, where you can find the podcast at on Twitter. It would be at KBR underscore sports. But of course, guys, I appreciate you coming in and listening today. Got a good amount of topics to talk about, particularly NBA power rankings. Going to be doing a podcast series here. We're talking about the NBA power rankings. I alluded to it in the last podcast episode where I stated that we'd be doing NBA power rankings from 1 through 30 of all the teams. Today is going to be 30 up until, what, 21, I'd say. So then the next, the following episode would be 20 to 11 and then finally 10 to 1. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this power ranking series on the podcast. Let me know you guys' thoughts and feedback on that. You can always tweet at KBR underscore sports. Let me know your thoughts on that. And of course, guys, like I said, I said we. And I said we for a reason because I got my guy Snack Heel Oatmeal on here with me. My man, what's going on, brother? Uh, This is the second time I've been on in two weeks, I think. Am I, am I right? Uh, that is two more times, and I think of all. Well, that's one more time, I think, than all of 2022. It might be. That's not, not true. I, I don't think that's so. Not, I, don't think, I don't think that's yeah, true. Yeah, I don't think so. Because literally, I think I, in 2022, I you literally were on for the Kyrie episode when he had initially requested the trade in 2022. And then that was all of NBA playoffs at that point in time as well. So I don't think there's no way that I think it was. Oh, only, no. Yeah, so. But. We are going to get into these NBA power rankings, guys. Of course, drop a like on this episode of the podcast. Leave a review and a rating. Those always help rank the podcast higher amongst podcast charts. Everybody's competing for your eyes and your time and your ears and your listens. I always appreciate it when you guys take the time to listen to this podcast, of course, because there's plenty of things you could be doing, paying attention to. But when you decide to listen to this podcast, it always means the world. So, of course, go ahead and leave a review, hopefully stating that this is your favorite podcast and it's not a piece of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody did leave a review saying like, oh, man, I can't stand the background music. It was like a podcast. It was like one of the earlier podcasts, I think. Oh, they went deep in archives. Oh, yeah, man. It was. But this review is from a while ago. But the guy was like, oh, oh, the, the guy was like, oh, man, maybe if you had like less less background music, you know, I could actually hear you talking. I could stomach the voice. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey man, I, it gave me like three stars. I was like, Hey, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you say that and then still give me, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, man. And I, 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 I took, I took that cause there's constructive criticism and I, I always take the constructive stuff. I, I, I would like to think I'm, what do they say? Thick skinned. And yeah, I can take constructive criticism when it's just like somebody just kind of like, Hey buddy, you suck. Then it's just like, I, I mean, yeah. I don't really care about those, but it's like when somebody's giving you constructive criticism, you can reflect on your podcast and be like, ah, 
yeah, maybe the music is just playing there and it doesn't really do anything for the show. So yeah, I eventually took the background music out because it didn't really add anything. And then <laughs> early on, the background music was freaking copyrighted music. So that didn't help any bit whatsoever. So yeah, I, I think now this this evolution of it has been so much better. But yeah, let's talk about NBA. We got we're going through the All Star break right now. There's nothing really yeah. going on right now as we get to. I never understand. I said this on the last episode too, but I never understand why people say it's the second half of the season because we only got like what at the most 24, 24 25 yeah. games left, right? So we're already a already two thirds of the way done with the season. So we're well beyond halfway fin- through with the season. So I never understand why people it, say it's halfway. It's just a nice way to 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 say it. <laughs> Makes it sound. It sounds like a nice way to put it. You know, we're in the last. I mean, I guess you could say we're in the last stretch of the season. But I don't know. Second half of the season, kind of like that last big push you're gonna make. Speaking of uh, into the All Star, how did you feel about uh? How you watched the All Star game? I did. I did. Uh, I, I, you watched All Star Weekend. I did, and I regretted it. <laughs> did you? Did you regret all of it, or was was there some moments you were like, "Oh, okay, this is cool"? Or I mean, Saturday was cool. The the okay. skills challenge, the three point contest, the dunk contest, it was cool. But okay, I I, I just dropped a TikTok because John Morant. I, I I put in the clip in there about a stitch, pretty much of John Morant saying that he's. They asked him if he would ever do the dunk contest. He said, "I'm not doing the dunk contest." Kind of like you know, laughingly dismissing it, and I just said. This is an issue that NBA is just going to have now. This is the stance of its stars. And by no means trying to individualize or just put John Morant out there on an island. Because this seems to be the sentiment from multiple NBA stars when it comes to this. But the NBA, the the, the All-Star Weekend is the closest thing the NBA has to anything close to a Super Bowl or this big promotional event. And just because of the nature of how the finals work, when you play up to seven games... Each game's going to a different city. You're just not going to have the amount of media and attention coming to each game like the Super Bowl is with one big blowout event. So, mm-hmm. and you even see it when it comes to media at the All Star game, like the way guys guys are seated, fielding questions, and the amount of media at the All Star game. It's like their big event. Even their halftime performances are notable. But it just doesn't ever feel like the NBA stars really care. <laughs> and yeah. I've always said in a league where it's different, the NFL has the benefit where the NFL is, is, is the brand and the NFL is what sells it. Tom Brady doesn't sell the NFL. Peyton Manning isn't what sells the NFL. It's the actual sport. Whereas the NBA, the stars sell the game. People go to games, not because the Patriots or whomever are in town, they go to games because LeBron James or, so-and-so Kevin Durant is in town and when your players are the main brand of your league and they don't want to participate in some of the biggest events in your in in your calendar year it's just like why would your fans care and then when I see stats coming out today that the all-star game was down has had the lowest viewership since what 2004 I think it was 2004 2000 (laughs) I just laugh about it I'm just like of course man what do you expect yeah I I have taken a stance to make it like uh baseball. You got if if you you take it back to East West and you make them decide yes who whoever wins gets home court advantage. 
in the in the finals. Mm. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Make make them make them have to play. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a joke. Like the, the, okay, so here's the the fine stat, okay? The actual stat that came out about the All-Star game and the ratings regarding the All-Star game. It says ratings declined 29% and viewership 27% from last year's All-Star game. The it's a the record low audience places the NBA All-Star game well behind this year's NFL Pro Bowl. Keep in mind, yeah. the Pro Bowl, the the game that most people ex- excuse for for going lighthearted in because of the fact that it's an actual violent sport. But the NFL actually innovated on the Pro Bowl this year, making it flag, which made it way more exciting to watch. And this year's declines are the steepest for the game since 2000. Mm. A damn joke. I'm happy to see it. Maybe the NBA will get the message. I, I love it. I'm... I've always said nothing changes if the fans just keep watching, keep attending. Like I literally said, if I didn't have to do this podcast or make content about this stuff, I wouldn't watch it. I, my sister-in-law messaged me. She's a big NBA fan. She messaged me today, and she said that the whole All-Star weekend is just boring. She loves yeah. the NBA. Like, nobody's business. But she said it's all just boring because I asked on a poll on, on Instagram – do you still watch NBA or the or slam dunk contest? I asked specifically for the slam dunk contest. And then her response to me was just like, the whole weekend is just boring. And it's just so funny because I just remember when the weekend actually meant something. It was this big event. And these are the repo- results of the poll I have. 75% of people said no. Huh. With 25% saying, yes, they do still watch the slam dunk contest. So, I mean, that goes to... Start- the, the dunk contest, I feel like, is in a weird spot, though. Why do you say that? It's like, it, uh, like everything you, like, even, it's just hard right now to, like, innovate, like, a dunk. We've, like, we've seen it, like, all, basically. Like, I, I mean, unless somebody's breaking out a 540 or something, it's like, we've seen people jump over people. We've seen people jump over a hood of a car. We've seen people do, you know, jump over two people, like one on somebody's shoulders. Like it's just, it's just hard to innovate. Like it, there's only so many dunks you can do, unless you're like genuinely like pushing it. And it's like, I, you know, that's hard. It's like the last great dunk contest we had was Eric Gordon, not Eric Gordon, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, but the, the crazy thing is, you say that, but then it's like. Those two showed me you can like they ran out of dunks and they still innovated. They came out with cr- crazy creative dunks because remember they had to keep going going head to head with each other. So they went above the amount of dunks you would have naturally planned for the dunk contest and they were still coming up with crazy wacky stuff. And I don't even um cuz remember they they kept getting 50s and then they just kept going and going and then I probably would say Zach Levine's last dunk was maybe the least innovative, or Aaron Aaron Gordon's. Like both of their last dunks were not as like peak as the ones that they had planned, but they were still like crazy innovative dunks. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron Gordon got like a 48 or 49 on his last dunk, and then Levine yeah. did like a free throw line between Didn't the legs work. dunk to win it. And it's just like, I mean, that's still an insane dunk. I mean, I, I, yeah, but I'm saying now that you've seen them, it's like. I mean, you can innovate it on, I guess, but it's like once you've seen it, it's like how many how many variations, you know, can you really do? It's well, like because it's not just like you have to do the variation. It's like you can't take, you know, seven attempts 
to do the variation. And that that I agree with. I made that point in the last podcast that one of the reasons why I think so many people like Mac McClung's performance in the dunk contest because everything was just fresh. It wasn't like we saw him try to do it like ten times and he just kept blowing Back. it. And it was just it was fresh. Everything hit when it was supposed to hit, and you loved seeing it because it was just so awe inspiring on the first attempt, which I agree with. But I and I, I said this. I also said I think someone like when when I was watching the broadcast, I, I I was saying that Kenny Smith. I think he is known as like the voice at, of the dunk contest at this point, and like his, you know, it's over, it's over, you know, th- that type of deal. But I also feel like in a way it's kind of jaded him seeing so many dunk contests because listening to him talk on the broadcast, he's like, man, these guys got you know, I've I've seen Michael Jordan, Dominique. And I've seen this person and this person. But when he was naming these, these these dunk contests, I was like, yes, part of the reason why these dunk contests are so heralded is because of the names in them. Like, Michael and Dominique was was so... Like, if you go back and watch Michael and Dominique's dunk contest, yeah, it was great. But part of it is because it's Michael and Dominique. And you, you had a vested interest in both stars, whether you liked one more than the other. Or you wanted to see them try to beat each other in this in this area of the sport, and especially with the storyline at the time debating both players' athletic ability. And I think that that's one of the things that the dunk contest today lacks. You don't have the the superstar names that are like, oh man, I'm gonna put my money on Zion versus Anthony Edwards or John Morant or whomever, right? Like, just that just doesn't happen. Like. Most people probably weren't aware of the rest of the part or most of the participants. If I'm being honest, that that's just I can I couldn't even tell you who was in the dunk contest. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm being 100 percent serious. I have no idea. Kenyon Martin Jr. was in it. Aside from Mac McClung, okay. uh, Trey Trey Murphy the third, and I forget the last person. I'm forgetting. Wow. Yeah, I forget the last person. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, it. But that that to me, like I think the last time I really saw some stars, I wasn't there. I, I think I noted this in my in the last podcast as well. Was that wasn't there a dunk contest where like John Wall did it, Damian Lillard did it, if I'm not mistaken? And I don't think so. I I, I don't know if I was tripping. I swear I saw Dame enter a dunk contest before, and, and John Wall was in it. And then wasn't I don't I don't know if he was in the same dunk contest, but I think Shannon Brown as well. Shannon Brown might have been. Shannon Brown definitely did a dunk contest, but it was like he didn't he didn't show out. It wasn't it wasn't that great. <laughs> which is which is surprising. But it's just one of those things, man. Like when the, until the stars no. take this weekend seriously and stars are willing to, uh, I, I I don't know what it is. I think like like I think Brian Windhorst has made a great point talking about LeBron James, and he said that the incentive for LeBron to do it is just there's no the gain that it does for him from a brand standpoint is just so minimal from, as opposed to the damage it would do to his brand, like for him to lose a dunk contest and for people to hold that over him or something like that. Like he, and LeBron, I, I even posted the quote in the video today that LeBron was quoted as much saying, if I enter a dunk contest, like I have to win it. But I'm like, doesn't everybody yeah. go into a dunk contest with the goal to win it? I mean, but it's not, it's a difference between a goal to win it and have to win it. But that, but if you have a dunk contest full of stars, no, bro, stop. We all we all know LeBron's held to a different standard. He's held to a different standard from a like an overall like, basketball standpoint. From a dunk contest nah, standpoint, though, bro, even that you already know. Remember when he uh 
he passed up the shot in the, it's a, in the all-star game and it was a <laughs> it was news it was on every That's channel next day bro if he came even if he came in second it would be like oh see lebron ain't the dunker we all thought he was he ain't uh, bro it would be obnoxious so i don't i don't even like i don't blame him because again anything he does it's just like if he doesn't if he's not number one it's oh he 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 wasted he, he wasted he's not as good as but people as X, I, I don't know man yeah. because at the same time okay t- well yeah. okay you okay. already know the <laughs> statement the statement would be he ain't no Jordan in the dunk contest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be the statement. You know, Jordan won the dunk contest. Bron ain't win one. It's like, oh my god! It's hilarious because it's so true. I know. That yeah, it's true. true. You can you would hear Skip revving. I can hear him. As I can listen. As Skip when you wait for the dunk contest to be over, Skip would be during the celebration. Just sitting there, LeBron lost this dunk contest. You know, uh, this is the so-called king. I also always said, I said multiple times, I don't think LeBron is a a a dunk contest dunker. Dunker. Yeah, and I agree with that. I've always I've I've agreed with that as well. I think he's an in-game dunker. But then, yeah, when you see him in layup lines doing between the legs is and stuff like that, you're just like, "Mm, fam, look, that probably would have got you a fifty. Like Dane, Dane can do between the legs. Like I, between the legs, honestly, I feel like most players can do between the legs. I don't know. It just depends on the twist you add to it. Like, if yeah, it was, like Zach Levine like, doing a windmill between the legs was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's different. But it's like uh, I've just never seen LeBron. Like I'm seeing here, like, oh wow, man, I can't believe LeBron did that. You know, it's just I've never seen really. Like he has some something wrong. His, his dunks in the layup line be looking dope. But it's like I've just never been like, oh dang! Imagine he did that in the dunk contest. Like no, like Zion be Zion be busting some stuff. Like like I think it was Vince Carter who said it. He was like, man, when you're young, you be busting stuff out in the in the layup line, trying to show off a little bit. And then as you get older, you know, you start you start just doing layups. <laughs> it's like you, can, you can see Zion. He be busting out like some three sixties and you know between the legs. Like he be doing all that. And it's like Zion, I can completely. But you know, health issues wise. I can understand, like, if people, if he joined the dunk contest, if he was, you know, healthy and stuff. See, I, you know, like, I, I said, I, I said, man, I don't even know. He, I remember when Zion was younger, I felt like he was busting some off the wall dunks, but now, uh, I, I don't know, man. He's gotten so much heavier than he was uh, in high school or college. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's why I said health issues aside. Like, if, if Zion was like a healthy guy, yeah, I, if he would be that guy, I'm like, yeah, he, he, he's got to be in it. That's my like thing, Lee man. Like, we got to make some calls and get him in it. The, these guys are so young. Like, John Morant's already waving the thing off. That That's what yeah. gets me. Like, bro, he's been in the league for, what, four or five years at this point? Not even. Not even, right? Like, what? Uh, this is his third. No, this is fourth season, this I think. Is, yeah, this is fourth. Yeah, this is fourth season. So, it's like one of those things for me that I'm just like, this man's already just like, he's just dismissing it. And he, like, I mean, he literally laughed off the, the notion of being in the dunk contest. And I'm just like, that's so insane. Like Kobe did this thing his rookie year. And, yeah. you know, and, and Vince Carter's done it. Jason Richardson did it. Nate Rob, Dwight Howard did it, you know? and Well, I, I mean, Dave, but yeah, all right, all right, all right. I mean, you know, you had, you had a nice little list on there. You put Nate Robinson in there. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. No, well, Nate Robinson's a known commodity in the NBA. That's the thing. Sure. Like, he he's as he's like in that tier of Jamal Crawford known players. So when he enters okay. a contest, he's a name, you know. Sure. So it's like it's not like like <laughs> look, man, Trey Murphy. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to out the man here, but it's like when you're going down the name list of names in this dunk contest, nobody's like unless you're a fan of the, the particular team, you're not sitting here like, oh yeah, Trey. But Nate Robinson, you're like, oh, what can this small guy do? And you're you're and he's like known amongst most league circles, so. He 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 can he appeals to casual fans, whereas some of these other players, unless you're more of a hardcore NBA person, you just don't know them. So, I and granted, my only pushback on the LeBron thing about why he, people would come chastise him and stuff, which well, I do think it would happen, but it's like I mean, it doesn't stop other stars from even entering the, the three point contest. Like Steph has done yeah. multiple three point contests. No, but Steph is Steph is often called the greatest shooter of all time. There's there's a, there comes a yeah. pressure with that to have to win the three point contest every single year. Nobody calls LeBron the best dunker of all time, so it's not like we're expecting him Different. to perform to this Vince Carter standard. Different. No. Shooting is streaky. No, Shooting but, is streaky. Like you but, can like you have people who you don't expect. No, you have people you don't expect to drop thirty. Like who was it? Um, who dropped thirty on the Bulls? I might was it? I don't I don't know who was on the Bulls. It was a, point, it was a black point guard. For the lightning, I can't think of his name. But it's like he dropped thirty, and it's like, uh, is it BJ Armstrong? Yeah, it was BJ Armstrong. He dropped thirty, and it's like, all right, well, you know, what do you do? Yeah, but when when you have guys that are known for shooting, you're they're expected to win. That's the thing. It's yeah. like Steph Curry. If Steph Curry's in a three point contest, you you can check the you pick them to win. the odds. But you're not like, oh my. I can't believe Steph lost. Like it's like, oh yeah. Damn, people, you know, some Steph people probably run. are. Some people are. No, no, no. Listen, we're not talking about some people are. If LeBron loses a dunk contest again, it's going to be news every on every channel. If Steph Curry loses a three point contest, unless Steph puts up like seven, then it's like, oh dang, what happened? No, to Steph? but I'd ar- I'd also argue it's only that way for LeBron because he 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 won't do it. So it's like one of those things that it becomes as such a big deal. Like let's say if LeBron would have done a dunk contest in his second year and lost, nobody would have cared if he would have yeah, done it at that yeah. point in time. But because it's like it went years and years without him ever doing it, yeah, if and then he if he then did try to do a dunk contest in Miami and he lost, at that point, yeah, you're being compared to Jordan and stuff, so people would probably hold it against you. But if you would have done it in your rookie year or your sophomore season, even your third year in the league, which is the year he ended up taking the cast to the finals, it's like, I mean, nobody's going to really give you help for it because 
you hadn't done nothing up until that point that everybody's going to all of a sudden just be on your back. Steph Curry had what? what he'd been a, multi, a unanimous MVP up at that point already, and he was in the three-point contest. So I, it's like, I, I don't know. Huh? And also, like, why, why is he, like, you know, again, if he doesn't feel like he's a dunk contest guy, I don't understand why he needs to well, participate this, in this, this isn't even just LeBron. I'm speaking to, like, I, I know we focused in on LeBron, but I'm talking about, like, all the stars. Because it just seems like it's a thing where, like, no star will do it at this point in time. And I'm just like, I maybe in, all our stars are not, like, preeminent dunkers. So I, I'm not expecting, like, Kevin Durant to be in a I'm dunk trying, contest, right? But Yeah, I'm trying to a preeminent dunker. Like, you got Ja. And Zion. My Zion my list has always me. been Ja, Zion, and Anthony Edwards. That's been my my Anthony list. Anthony Edwards don't. He he said he only want to dunk on people. Um. Well, yeah, nobody's doing it. Nobody wants to do it. I Zion, think the best hope is Zion. Zion I, I would not want Zion in in one at all. Really? Heck, no. I man can barely stay healthy normally. <laughs> like he's the one person. I'm like, nah, bro. Take it easy, man. Don't do anything. <laughs> Like, I'm, not even being mean. I'm not even trying to be funny or nothing. It's just like, man, he probably needs to take the time to rest up because, you know, it's like, it's just, he's just, he's just injured. Boy stays hurt. Yeah, so it's like, oh, man, listen, of the few people I've ever, like, nah, I don't hear a dunk contest. Like, he's one of them. <laughs> don't go anywhere near it. Yeah, just, just, just man, sit, you sit on the sidelines, enjoy it from the seats, but, like, but I'm thinking, like, the, like the the top players, Giannis wouldn't be like a great dunk contest no, guy. No, uh, I'm trying to think like your other big guy, like your other big names are Joel Embiid, Jokic, uh, uh, Demar Derozan. But I think he participated in one. But but here's the thing, Demar Derozan. I think he did. But here but here's also the thing though. There are. There are stars of a craft, right? There are stars of a certain degree known for their athleticism or their dunking capability. I'm not even just talking about the the biggest league stars because let's say, for example, when it came to the three-point contest, when we got guys like when we had a lineup of J.J. Redick, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, whatever other – Kyle Korver. Like these are all like known three-point shooters. So it makes the contest – exciting if you have guys that are known that are known like dunking commodities but they have name cachet for doing that like i'm telling like, if you look at the stars of today right now there aren't like there just ain't that many guys like if you want to talk about, okay if you want to talk about somebody who has like credentials for dunking obi topic he participated like the guys that you're saying that they they participate there's that that many like paul george participated in one but, like, the other stars in the league, I mean, Kawhi's not no dunker. James Harden wasn't a dunker. Did Paul, what, oh, he must have been on the Pacers. Was that when they did, like, the team dunk contest when Paul George did it? I think so. I think so. Yeah, it might have been. I think I, that was the one with John Wall so. and Damian. I swear that was the one that they were all James in. was not in the dunk contest, Bro, man. I swear I feel like he was in one. He was not in a dunk. Let it go. He wasn't in a dunk contest. <laughs> Who the hell am like, I? I swear Dame was in a dunk contest. He wasn't. He. I think he thought about doing a dunk contest, but Dame has never been a dunk contest. <laughs> you I just looked it up to make it up. <laughs> Just before I say that, before I say that, hold on a second, hold on a second. Yeah, on. I was about to say. I, yeah. Let me double check, let me double check, let me double check. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's That's see. That's funny. John, John Wall participated in one. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, he did. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I freaking knew it, bro. I knew it. Bro, I knew it. That's hilarious. I freaking knew it, bro. I was like, I, 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 I remember Damien being in one. I knew he freaking was in one. Hold on. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me, let me, uh, yeah, it was 2014. Damn, he did everything that year. Um, bro, um, so again, I go back to the point, like, who, who, who are these stars? Like, yeah, you're mega super, again, but your mega superstars aren't, like, those kind of guys. Like, you have Kawhi Leonard, no. Uh, James Harden, no. Like, uh, James Harden has peak, no. Like, Russ, like, are, people think Russ would be good. Russ is so stiff. Like, he looks great <laughs> in-game, like, so good in-game, because he's, like, ferocious. But, like, he's not some, like, crazy dunker. That's so funny, that. Jimmy <laughs> like, Butler, no. Like, who? Like, well, the, I, guess the, I guess the thing is, like... Dunk, your star's participating. It's just, you know... Like, yeah, but is it, are they just never going to participate again? Some I just, some don't feel the need to. I mean, John Wall won, and then but hold on, John Wall also has injury issues. So I, it's like I, I, you know, Paul George might have done. I think Paul George did one or two. I don't remember because it's kind of like one of those things where I'm holding them to the standard of the guys who have done the three point contest, where it's like I know your dunks have to keep <laughs> getting more creative, but not, I don't see that's what that's why I don't agree with you. You can't. It's different. It's different to go out there and just shoot as opposed to like oh. All right, I gotta go out practice these dunks. Are they good? And eh, maybe like it, it, it's a lot more that goes into no. The and, dunk contest is they, definitely harder, but I feel as though when that when that is shining the brightest of the All Star Weekend, it just it's a net positive for everybody because then more people are watching that contest. It, I don't know, but they gotta figure something out, man, because it's just not it's it's a dud when it's none of these guys are involved. If if you got a wheel jaw or at least. Maybe put Jaw in one, separate him and Zion in different one. I don't know, but we need more like the marquee guys. I think if we, if we, if, if we, if we, if we, if we, if we, the thing is, we're not, we're not looking at every roster. We're, we're thinking like right now, we're thinking about the marquee names. If we, if we script every roster, we could find some name guys to be in the dunk contest. We're, we're right now, we're trying to pull them out of five hundred players Brent, out okay, of our. I have, a, I have a list in front of me right now. Who on the Spurs? Who on the Rockets? Who on the Pistons? Who on the Hornets? Jalen Green could go for one on the on the Rockets. Sure, Jalen Green. He might. He's not some marquee name. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. He's just Jalen. Like, people know him. He's not no, like some th- Okay. He's no, no, but he's the, not some. 
this this is the thing I'm saying though. Jalen Green is in that stage. He's not. He's obviously he's not as big a name as like some of these other guys when they were stars in their first few years. But he he is supposed to be the star of that team. He was dra- He was drafted what second overall. Something like that. Yeah, he's drafted second overall behind Cade. He's he he is supposed to be one of those those preeminent names, one of those preeminent think, guys. I don't think his athleticism is one of his things. He's a pretty athletic player, I'd say. I feel like he's, he's pretty athletic. The difference between being pretty athletic and going out in the dunk contest athletic. To be honest, I mean, I don't even know what to some of the guys that we've had in dunk contests. I'm not seeing. I don't really have. I haven't really sat there and watched their dunks and thought, you know, this guy's a freaking freakish top of the line athlete. I haven't seen. I haven't thought that way about some of these. That's the thing. It's like some of these guys. It's not even like they need to be doing what Zach Levine does. Like not everybody's a Zach Levine. Some of them are just doing creative dunks. Like Mac Mac McClung went out there and did some creative dunks and got fifties. Yeah, again, I don't know. It's just like, like if you know, I'll like, never forget when JaVale McGee dunked on like multiple rims at one time, one at a different height, and then one, it, he he was creative with his wingspan. Sure, like it's just creative stuff. Yeah, but I guess it's just one of those things. Listen, your your star players, even though you don't, people don't want to admit it, they've all participated in it. No, they don't though. They, who hasn't? What star player hasn't besides LeBron? We already noted Jaw. We already noted Anthony Edwards. We already noted Zion Williamson. Those are the new guys, but I'm saying like this has been some thing people have been saying for years. But it's like they do participate in it. I, was, I give credit, but the problem, I guess, the main problem is that they only participate once, and then it's like you're just one and done. But now, you, now moving the goalposts. Now it's for not, some, oh, they for some of them, for now some of them. No, but no, but the problem is the problem is this has been the thing for years, though. It's not a thing where the, the this this problem with the dunk contest hasn't been a problem for the last or has been a problem for the last few years. The problem wasn't it isn't this thing where it's like guys were were calling for Damian Lillard to come back and be in the dunk contest. No, but the problem is we haven't had any stars in it for the last few years. Literally, the and. The last time you had those marquee named guys in it was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, and it's not like these guys are the top of the line stars in the NBA. Excuse me. I think that's part of the issue. It's like it's been a couple of years since we've gotten those guys in it. Okay. I think that's part of my issue. I'm not. I'm not saying these guys need to be re-entering every year. I don't think that is. I, I will admit. I don't think that's fair to these guys. But the the fact that the pool of guys that we can't get like even one star like. Most of these guys are now saying, no, we're just not doing it. I guess when it's like the next guy, next people's turn up, they're all just like, no, nah, we're not doing it now. As opposed to a few years ago, people were willing to do it. Yeah. You're always going to have jobs like that. I guarantee if you go back, see, it's easy to look back and be like, oh, you know, back in the day. But it's like, I guarantee if you go back and look at, and look at some of the years, you know, you're going to see some years where it wasn't star players participating. I the only I I think you probably can find some year, but I think we had more guys repeat performing though. That's the problem. Like and Jason also, Jason Richardson did it multiple times. Nate Robinson did it multiple times. Dwight did it like I don't know how many times Dwight Howard did it. Like these guys returned to like it became a competitive thing between them and another player at one point in the dunk contest. So they were like almost they would re-enter to go up against another person to try and upset that person or to defend their title. 
They wouldn't just win it and then practically retire. That was the difference between now and then. Now you can't even get the guys to enter. Then you would sometimes have people come back, repeat, and do it over again to try and win multiple slam dunk champions or championships. Also point out, point point out, Giannis did 2015. That's good. That's that's a good thing. This has been an issue over the last few years. Uh, Again, DeMar did it two years. Paul George did it two years. Oh, Jalen Green was in 2022. Hey, credit to him. So, again, this whole thing, oh, these stars won't participate. They, Donovan Mitchell, 2018. These are just winners, by the way. These aren't even the people These aren't even the people participating. These are winners. I will credit them. if they. I'm saying if they participate, I credit them for participating. They do deserve the credit for participating. But if you're not – I'm saying if like, now you have the next crop of people who – if you can consistently form a dunk contest where you have good good performers that will bring eyes to the contest, I say good on them. But the problem is they, it's not consistent with how often they bring these guys to the contest. Aaron, Aaron Gordon with 2020. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Aaron Gordon has participated multiple times. Donovan Mitchell in 2018. Victor Oladipo 2018. Again, you're not, these aren't like, oh, my God, no, like these young players aren't like – the next generation isn't participating. Anthony Cole, I'm I'm gonna say this. Look, Victor Victor's Black Panther dunk was fire. All right, that that dunk was good. Okay. Oh, listen, if you're the whole thing, this whole conversation started. Stars don't participate. Name big names don't participate. Every year, I'm looking at it. There's somebody in there. DeAndre Jordan, 2017. Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, 2016. Levine, Giannis, 2015. Again, every time I'm going through, the crazy thing is, I don't think Giannis got past that first that first elimination. 23, 21, and you got Obi Toppin, who's known for his dunking. 23, 21, and 19. All didn't have big like the big names. So basically, every other year, you're getting some young players slash a known name into the dunk contest. Did Aaron Gordon win in 2020? Nah, Derrick Jones Jr. did. That's when Dwayne Wade robbed him. Uh, what's it called? That's when Dwayne Wade robbed him. Huh? Yeah, Dwight Howard in there. That's when Dwayne Wade. I remember that's when Dwayne. But but you see, that's what I'm talking about. These guys are re-entering the dunk contest multiple years over. Aaron Gordon. Damn, he didn't make out the first round. Who? Aaron Gordon in 2017. I remember Dwayne. Dwayne gave freaking Derrick Jones Jr. Him and him and I think it was Aaron Gordon and Derrick Jones Jr. were going like tip for tap for each dunk, and then Dwayne Wade gave Aaron. That's when the Dwayne Wade meme was made. When <laughs> when he has like that yeah. squinting eyes meme. 48 to a 47. Tiebreaker number two. Yep. So I guess part of the issue is also that we don't get repeat participants. Yeah, but it, listen, but the whole thing is is we don't, oh, we don't get, we don't get stars every oh, other I mean, year. That's we part get, of it, though, get, isn't it? Like, because Toppin participated twice. That's good. I mean, I, I credit Obi Toppin for doing it, but do you want me to say it? Listen, no, no, I don't want to hear it. You said no, 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 no. Hold on, 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 hold on. Obi Toppin is not is not a star. Come on, 
We're not. No, that's not what you said. You said people known for dunking. Yeah, Obi. Hey, if you, if I don't think people viewed Obi Toppin like as a dunker in the same respect they viewed Zach Levine as a dunker. Like Obi Toppin, I've always seen Obi Toppin as a Russell Westbrook dunker. Absolutely, he busted out uh, between the legs and games multiple times. What do you that, mean? I've always seen him as a Russell Westbrook dunker. All right, well then, yeah, you're completely wrong. Even I mean, Russ is done between the legs. Not in game. Yeah, but he's done it in layup lines. Bro, it's different doing it in a game than in a layup line. I mean, if you got an open fast break, ain't that different? Okay. And you don't see players busting it out too often. <laughs> it takes balls to bust it out, and I'll say that. Yeah, exactly. It takes, it takes balls. Listen, and listen, <laughs> whenever it happens, you best believe OB Topping is all over ESPN. Hey, man. No. No. Yeah, okay. That's the, that's the only time I see him on ESPN is when he's throwing between the legs. Or he's doing some crazy dunk. You best believe he's on there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, it... I, I, the whole argument was that stars don't participate. Stars participate. Young, young players. No, they don't. I, 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 would, I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm even fine to say that they don't participate enough. That's, that's fine to even whatever. They don't participate. The, the point is, there's a problem with the damn event. There's a reason why the ratings are going down. It's the I, event's not fine as it is. It's not that the stars aren't participating. It's that the level of like the dunks that were I, I watched the highlights. The dunks that, are, that were done, they're nice. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it's like, it's it's not, I'm not, I'm not wowed. I'm not like standing up like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. Okay, we got to, you know, we got to, <laughs> we've been on this one for like 30 minutes. We got to go on. I can respect the, yeah. I can respect the stars that have taken part in it, but I think that we do need to get more of these guys. And I, I do also, I think there is credence to the fact that the dunks are not on the creative level to maybe get the crowd out, out of their feet. I think that's it's part hard. of it. I think that's that. I and mean, it's hard. It's hard. But I think if you, I mean, even like putting your elbow in the rim, there's a, like the guy did it this year and it was just so like, he, he took out the, cool. 50, he took out the 50 paper and everybody was like, this is embarrassing. It's cool. It's cool, but it's like, it's like, I mean, but, it's not getting me out of the seat. But you just got to give a creative spin on it, man. You got to do something that separates the dunk. Like, it could be a dunk that was done in the history of the game before, but you just got to make it a little more interesting. You got to make it a little different. That's it. That's it, all. That, it, it, problem. A little different and getting me out the seat. A little different is like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. 
Nah, because I remember when TNT started having that dunk contest show that they had. When remember for like that one year or two, they had a dunk contest show where they were going around getting all the best dunkers around the world, and them dunkers were pulling out dunks. But see, that's all that yo. You gotta realize that's all they do. Hey man, NBA stars better start watching them dudes. Nah, and they, better they, start. They, you better start go picking. Man, listen. When you like dude, those guys practice five forties and between the legs play. They practice that, or they have that done millions of times. Like you're not gonna get the same level of that in the NBA because you're not. You don't have that much time to dedicate to it. Hey man, all I see, I see guys show up early to shoot free throws and still go shoot seventy, sixty percent. So look, some ain't working. You can you can do it over and over again. It's time to get right. Go out there, practice your dunks, get your dunk dunks on the level. Go back. Go back to that thing. Go, go, do some like I don't know. Put a star next to a, a a guy, a dunker guy, and have him coach him or something like that. I don't know, but you ain't getting that in dunk contest. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, guys, let's do let's do our our actual standings for the NBA as of this point in time, because or our power rankings rather, because coming, I think that's going to be an interesting point to look at teams and when you look at different team schedules, like guys like. The Lakers, the Trailblazers, the Jazz, the, the Thunder, and the Warriors are currently out of the playoffs for the Western Conference. And when you look at the East, a team like the Wizards, the Raptors, the Bulls, and the Pacers are out of the playoffs as of this moment as well. So you, it'd be interesting to get a gauge of who has like the easiest strength of schedule. We're not going to break down everybody's schedule right now, but just rather get an idea of the toughest teams in both conference from 30 to 21 as of this moment today. So, who would you have as your 30th team in the NBA right now? I don't think there's there's too much difference here. The Spurs. Yeah, I, I had the Spurs too. 14 game losing streak. When you uh, when you when you noted before, I'm looking at the Spurs roster right now. I I knew you were ready for the Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. They're... I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I actually, I actually kind of like the Spurs. Um, in terms, but like, they have. They, they're the quintessential team of, like, they have the perfect role players. They just don't have the star. Yeah. Like, young, their young guys are, are good role players. Like, uh, Kelvin Johnson and uh, Devin Vassell, like, I like those two. But they just don't have a – like, they don't have a star to, to, to let them shine. And, like, it's kind of one of those good things where it's kind of like they're, they're having to – work on their game, work on being, like, a number one slash two option. Like, Kelvin, Kelvin Johnson's now at, like, I think he's at 27% usage rate. It's like Kelvin Johnson's never going to have a 27% usage rate, probably, you know, on a really good team. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, get him. He's getting these reps. He's young. He's getting these reps in. It's good. It's just going to help his game, his game go, grow overall. Same thing with Vassal. He, Vassal, he went from 18 to 24. It's like getting those reps in. It's like when Devin Booker, uh, they must, they made him a point guard, and it's like, yeah, he's never gonna be, a, he's never gonna be a great point guard or a good point guard. Just develop his but it's like, hey, exactly, develop his playmaking. So now it's just a little, it's a nice little niche in his game where he can playmake. So yeah, they're the worst. They're they're terrible. Uh, they're the only. All right, so I actually saw this. They're the only team without a win in games they trailed after the third quarter, zero and forty, and the only team without a win in a game they trailed by double digits, zero and forty two. The uh, oh, so twenty six seasons, only one team didn't win a game. Uh, it trailed by ten or more. And right now, that's the Spurs. 
Wow. No, no, no. One, one other team was the Clippers in the lockout season. They went 0-35. But the Clippers, the Spurs <laughs> have passed that already. Golly, man. That, I mean, they're a bad team overall. I mean, when you look at yeah. all the efficiency stats as it is as well, they're, they're dead last in defensive efficiency. <laughs> they're second to last in offensive efficiency. I probably, we'll probably get to that next team next. That, that's right there. And their net rating last. That means they lose. They lose by their their offensive rating and their defensive rating is net negative of ten. It's just bad. Yeah, they're they're a rough team. They're definitely going through a, a point in time right now in the franchise. I'm actually surprised that Pop is just like taking this. He, he loved it. He said he's having fun. I mean, yeah, I can, I can. I guess this is the really the first time in his career dating back to the '90s where he's or even, practically the '80s, maybe '80s '90s, where he's been able to coach. Without the expectations of a championship weighing on his shoulders, having fun playing, having the young guys play. One, uh, one positive: they are they are seventh in pace. They play fast. They play fun. They do. They do. I mean, I, I can imagine he's just coaching a style, just teaching people the game of basketball. I think yeah. that's probably something fun. that's fun for him to do. He's actually being a coach rather than managing. I mean, you you, you always do that as a as an NBA coach, yeah. managing individuals, but. He's actually being a coach similar to you don't as you get higher and higher in the ranks amongst coaches and I guess whatever profession you're in, you naturally go from being able to perform in whatever it is that you your 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 the topic of matter is to then managing or whatever or coaching people in that manner, teaching people how to do what you do, then managing those people and whatever the case may be, and you kind of go higher in each step of of development in the NBA or from basketball, where there it's elementary, AAU, little league, middle school, high school, college, you know, and so on. And it's like right now, it's like almost like Popovich is back in the college ranks, just coaching guys, teaching them how to play high level basketball rather as opposed to just full on managing like you normally would do with a full fledged NBA roster. But I, I do think that they, they, it's like the Spurs right now, like a crop team. They're a team that is – it's interesting to think that – this is just a funny set in and of itself, but the, the Hawks traded like three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray. Yeah, and the, yeah. and the Hawks are not in a good Yeah, and it's just like – uh, They just fired them. They make them look. Yeah, like I saw a saying like they dismissed them. I'm like, dude, you fired them. Like what are you – why are we, yeah. why are we using yeah. the word dismissed? Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice way to put it, but yeah, they fired. Them. Sorry, they dismissed them. They <laughs> right, dismissed me. you know. But sorry, it's just funny to see the parallels in that sense. But the Spurs, it's weird because I when I look at them, I thought the trade deadline, I thought Jakob Pertl was gonna get moved. I think they like him. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see why he's a quality big. Yeah, I mean, he's quality big on a good contract. I mean, it's just weird. No, it... no reason to move him. I guess they feel like he's still, and he's still kind of young. It's not like he's old. 27. Yeah, he's 27. Yeah. I mean, like you would so... think he'd want to go to, like, an actual winning. What? what? I'm sure, listen, some people, he's listen, probably having fun. He's probably, he gets another contract. He can go wherever he wants to whenever his contract ends. Yeah, probably. You know, plus, I mean, you get to play with, you get to play with, a, a you know, a, one, of the, one of, slash, maybe the greatest coach of all time. You know? Yeah. I see that. I see the appeal. Yeah, San Antonio. All right. San Antonio's is yeah, but uh, bright future though. Yeah. Well, I, right. you want me to go on this one, or you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same team. I guarantee you, our bottom three is the same. 
Yeah, I have Houston. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, Houston right now, they're dead last in the West. They actually have the worst record in the NBA. And yeah. they're 13 and 45. When you look at their metrics, only, you go ahead. The only saving that they have talent. Yeah, they have young talent. That's their, that's their, that's their literal. That's the only reason why they're not 30th is because they have talent. Exactly. And right now they're 28th in offensive efficiency, or sorry, in defensive efficiency. And they're dead last in offensive efficiency. Yeah. Man. Also, right, before, you go, before you go forward, they are the only team in the league that ranks bottom five in field goal percentage in the paint, mid-range field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. Goodness. They are 28th in point percentage in the paint, dead last in field goal, mid, mid-range field goal percentage, and 29th in three-point percentage. Gosh. They, they're I mean, awful. <laughs> they're, they're, they're another team, man, just young cropping talent. But because the problem with their young cropping talent is kind of like, all right, I actually like Kevin Porter Jr. The problem is him and Jalen Green don't, I don't think, work well together. Yeah, they're a weird mix. So they have that's the, and then they have. But um, I think oh, I also oh, trying to think they're trying to makeshift Jalen Green into a way more kind of the Devin Booker thing, where they're trying to make Jalen Green way more of a playmaker. Um, if he doesn't have, he, first of all, he needs to get handles. Yes, that is. I mean, what you you can't get handles unless I guess unless you have the ball, right? I mean, that's true. But the problem is you. You put the uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is the one handling the ball. Yeah. So it's like that's what I'm saying. It's like it's an odd, and it's not like Kevin the Kevin Porter Jr. is not the shooter. So it's like it's it's such an odd, and they just gave him this, this big contract. I think he got a five year. And well, I think I've always thought they were trying to do a, a bit of a Cleveland thing with him and Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, the problem is where you have like the two yeah. point guards in your back. Yeah, court. yeah. I mean, he's not shooting bad with season actually. He's shooting thirty five percent from deep, so he's an average shooter. The problem is he's not a good. Fan. He's shooting forty three percent overall. That's not great, and he's averaging almost four turnovers a game, which is also uh, not great. I feel like the turnovers though are just. I mean, they're just staples when it comes to young players. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it is. But it's also, like, I guess, the playmaking for five versus... Yeah, almost four turnovers or five assists. Yeah, I mean, it's not the not I mean, ideal ratio, but... Jalen's three turnovers on three assists, so, I mean, it's not... It's not ideal. No. The I mean, problem is neither of them are great. Like, he shoots 33%. Yeah. And he's shooting forty percent from the field. Oof. So it's like, like the, one of the one of the things that people did have questions about uh, Jalen Green was: is he just a chucker? And it's like so far he's not really dispelling that. Address those. Yeah, and then the other problem is Javari Smith Jr. has just been. I mean, it's in a nice way. Awful on offense. I mean, absolutely atrocious on offense. <laughs> absolutely garbo. 
39% shooting overall, 30% from deep. Uh, so one and a half. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just all kind of really, and again, it's, it's his rookie year and everything, but that's just like, when you look at those three and you're like, Ooh, you would hope. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like right now they're in a stage like, who, I don't. I don't have a comp for it, but they're in a situation. The way they're developing the young guys, like there's not one clear. Like in a way, it was weird when Oklahoma City took Westbrook or took Durant, then Westbrook and Harden back to back to back, right? And in a way, you saw yeah. those growing pains, but you knew you had like the Rock and Durant, and you just needed the other guys to come along and develop themselves as well. The Rock is. I wouldn't even say the what? only the only off pick they made was Russ because I mean. Russ was kind of like the the unknown, but James Harden, James Harden was a, a highly regarded. Like you kind of knew what you were getting, James Harden. No, but what I mean, what I say that I mean, like James Harden didn't come in and was just like cooking it right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess, okay. And so I feel like, and but you always had Durant there as the stabilizer. Yeah. You knew things yeah. were going to improve as, with Durant there. With this team, they don't Absolutely. have that. And. It's yeah. like I feel like Jalen Green's in his rust stage right now. Like a high usage rate, terrible, inefficient shooting, high turnover, high ball dominance. Like I don't, and it's like they're kind of trying to make him into that. That well, I guess maybe maybe not rust stage, but maybe Harden type stage. But like he's just not the playmaker Harden was coming out of college. But see, the problem is with that. Even it's like rust. Like, you looked at Russ, and you could see that, but you, like, you knew, like, the talent was there. Like, there was no doubt that, like, like when he came, because, like, he was known as a defensive guy coming out. And when he came out averaging 15 from the jump, it was like, oh, wait a minute now. This guy actually might be, and he had the athleticism. It was like, wait a minute. This guy, this guy has something special going on. It's like Jalen's still kind of, like, we're still trying to figure out, is Jalen that guy, or is he just kind of like a glorified ISO chucker kind of guy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jalen Jalen's usage rate is not something that I'm really appealed to at all as of this moment. But, I mean, his usage rate, he's at, he has a 28% usage rate, and when we look at all the stats that we just read off of him, shooting 40%, he's taking 17.8 shots per game, and when you're averaging three assists and three turnovers in the same same basket... That's rough. Like, think about some of these guys. Like, Paul George. Paul George has a usage rate of 29.3. Jordan Poole, 29.5. Anthony Edwards, 29.6. Kyrie Irving, 29.6. De'Aaron Fox, 29.7. You know, when you're right there at 28. I will say. Russell Westbrook, 28.8. Bradley Beal, 28.5. Sorry, go ahead. The There are, there are bright spots. They're big, man. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna say this wrong. Aparon, I think is what his name is. Aparon uh, Shingun, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Love him, love him. Yeah. In terms of in terms of players that do fit the roster, he is absolutely perfect. Passing big, he does the little things. He he takes smart shots. He doesn't. He doesn't. He takes three, but he doesn't like. He's not the the big that's like, oh, I got I can shoot three. I'm gonna launch it every time I touch it. He's not yeah. that kind of guy. 
especially as a young guy, that's just, he takes good shots. Yeah. And if there's a guy who I'm like, yes, this is this is the one guy you have that's like, I can see it working with, it's him. It's like if you want to have a guard in a big, and you want him to kind of be like the guy who works out of the high post and can, and can set those guys up, he's that guy. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, uh, speaking of, of the turnovers, uh, I also want to point out, so the Rockets have allowed 27.4 points per game in transition, right? That's the highest opponent mark in 19 seasons of synergy tracking. Dude. Topping 25.0, that's a Rockets allowed last season. <laughs> they broke their own record. They're, they're on, they're on the top, so far, they own the top two. Wow. That's insane. So, it's just, the, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how much Rockets games you watch. I've watched a few. It's horrible to watch. Like, it, they, they are very, <laughs> I, I was very close to putting them last. <laughs> So you know, and like, and that, that's something to say because San Antonio has a 14 game losing streak. If they weren't on a 14 game losing streak, the Rockets would be last. Yeah, and it, they're just they're just bad. They're just it's ugly to watch. They they ISO. It's it's like it's watching people who ISO who aren't good enough to ISO. Yeah, it's it's the ISO. worst. That and that's the issue. Is you got three guys who. Who ISO? None of them are great, good playmakers. Just only only one that's kind of a good playmaker is Kevin Porter Jr. And it's like just watching it happen is like it's just it's just awful to watch. It's awful basketball to watch. So I remember I actually wa- the last time I watched them play was when they lost to the Lakers. And okay. okay, that makes sense. And I was watching them, and I'm just like. Man, I, I, it was one of those things. Actually, like oh. I knew, I watching them, I knew how bad they were, but it made me concerned because I was like, "Man, the Lakers really suck." Like <laughs> watching them made me realize how bad the Lakers are. Well, see, that's the crazy thing. It's like they'll have they'll have stretches. It's that thing where they're young and they have like they'll have stretches where they they look like they like they put it together, and and then they have games where it's like, "Wow, you guys." really really are bad yeah because i remember in that game that that same big you're talking about alperin i don't know how to say his, his full name but sangoon or have i apologize for mistaking yeah, yeah, that's, that's, but that's, he, he, he was like cooking and yeah, i'm like i'm like fam who who is this dude <laughs> I, I was generally surprised you remember the beginning of the season where they beat the bucks and it was like oh man it was like super early in the season, and it was like, oh wow, this team actually because Jalen Jalen Green off the like super hot start in the season, and the, people were like, oh snap, Jalen Green's making that jump, and they had this great game against the Bucks, and it was like, oh yeah, they they actually might like they might look a little dangerous this year, and then they just fell apart. Yep, and I remember this <laughs> game because it was one of the games I remember LeBron went nuts in, and I was like, it took LeBron that much. Like, yeah, it, it's yep. like one of those games that you're you're so discouraged. Like your team won, and you're still discouraged. Like I was like, yeah. the Lakers won, yeah, and I, I feel worse about the Lakers than I did. Like, oh yeah, oh I and I, I said this before. I think, but I don't think it was on the podcast. I was like, you know what? It's like watching what the Nets were supposed to be, just a poor version of it. <laughs> hey, that's funny because <laughs> I get, I visualize what you're talking about. That's so funny. Okay, who's your who's your next team? Detroit Pistons. 
Yeah, I'm right. I'm I'm pretty much. Yeah, I told you, I told you the bottom three. The bottom three are pretty much solidified. Yeah. Uh, they're bad. Uh, missing their. Uh, I'm gonna be honest here. Depending on how I, K, I when did K go out? I'm not sure. He played twelve. Maybe they move up a spot. Maybe. But uh, they're 27th in offensive rating. They're 29th in defensive rating. Their net overall is 7.3, like they're negative 7. Cade went out 13 games in. Yeah, he went that. But even even in, his – so his he, the one question we always had about Cade was, A, his shooting and his ability to get to the rim and finish. And he was struggling both those to start the season off. So Goodness. it's one of those questions. Yeah, like it, it wasn't great. So it's one of those things. It's like, I mean, yeah, we probably they probably win like a, uh, another two or three games with him in it, maybe. But I don't think. That's why I said maybe they move up one spot, maybe with Kate. I, I, I'm not huge on Kate. I'm gonna be honest with you. But it's just I, this team's just it's not good. <laughs> like, and and they're of the three teams we talked about. Like, I don't like their team at all, even going forward. Oh, really? So from well, I mean, they're they're the most confused, co- confused, I, I guess, constructed team. Jalen Duran, he's kind of like an old old school big, which are kind of like getting phased out. Yeah, he's a like he's a guy you would bring on, bring in off the bench kind of guy. You know, he's only I think he's the youngest player. Is he the youngest player in the league? No, he's nineteen. He was the youngest player in the league last year. But it's like outside of that, it's like. Killian Hayes, Killian Hayes is genuinely awful on offense. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely being serious here. Might be one of the worst offensive players. In the <laughs> Come on, bro. No, no, I'm, I'm being 100 percent serious. He's really bad in offense. Go watch, go watch a Pistons game. Oh man. Just watch watch three Pistons games and you you would genuinely be amazed. Like, like he's he, he I will say this one thing he's improved on is his playmaking because if he if he didn't improve on his playmaking I he oh man listen, man said wash him bombed. up the river <laughs> like bro uh, man listen so like his his rookie year he averaged three turnovers obviously whatever he averaged three tur- three or turnovers to five assists I was like oh no and now he's at two turnovers to six assists basically so it's like he's Thankfully, he's improved his passing because his offense, like, in terms of scoring, he's awful. He's genuinely awful. Jeez. Yeah, eight point like, six points. He's bad, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm again. I'm not even trying to be like funny. Like it, he's really not that good on offense. It, it is weird because they're like the team that I, I, I haven't really figured out a way of how they're building their team out because it's like they went and compiled all these bigs and wings. Bojan Bogdanovic. Which, you know, vet presence. I understand that one. Yeah, but it's just weird because I don't really know what kind of roster they're trying to construct here. Like, you. Well, okay. They got. So they brought in Alex Brick and Corey Joseph, which I understand. You have a young point guard who's. Point guard slash shooting guard who's going to be your franchise guy. You kind of want some, like, older vets to, to watch over him. You bring in Bogdanovich. He's been in the league for a while. But then it's like after that, they're young guys. It's like. Jaden Ivey's kind of like the one standout guy. He's kind of shown off a little bit with um, with Cade out. Mm-hmm. But, like, outside of that, it's like Killian Hayes I already talked about. 
Diallo is I mean he's fine. He's not he's not bad. He's not you know, he's he, but honestly he's just on he's kinda of like a good player to have on the roster. He's not you know, he's been all kind of around the league a little bit. Yeah. Oh actually he's only been on the yeah, he's just he's been to the he's been on the piss he's been on the pistons he's been on the thunder. Yeah, I don't, I don't, he's a fine guy. I don't necessarily get smart the, shot. But why the yeah. why the the Bagley? Yeah, the Bagley the and the Wiseman and Noel. Right. Court crazy crowded. I don't get it. Like not even that. So you have Duran, you have Isaiah Stewart, you have Bagley, you have Wiseman, you have Noel. It's like that was one of the things that I felt like new when they when they went and got Wiseman, I was like, okay, maybe this they're trying to do the thing where you know they're testing out Wiseman to come and see if he could be that guy there because obviously Bagley hasn't worked out. And I thought that they were just going to say, okay, like instead of you going down to the G League and playing the Warriors affiliate, it's like, okay, maybe you come here, just make mistakes and just get better, right? Just play basketball because he's a, he he has talent. We everybody, if you watch the yeah, Warriors, sure. yeah. yeah, he has talent. Yeah. It's just yeah, on that on that team, what they need him to be, he's he's just not there yet from a basketball perspective. That I I I don't think. I think they looked at him and they don't think he's gonna get there. If I'm honest. You think it's that he's that he's not gonna get there as a whole, or he's not gonna get there in the I timeline think, they need him to during the Steph no, Curry I era. Think, I think the I think they looked at Wiseman and they don't think he's gonna get there. Mm, see, I I, I I viewed it differently. I thought it was a well, thing he, where they he, didn't think he was gonna get there, and for what they were paying him, that they didn't feel like he was worth taking up or how much he, he accounted towards them being in the luxury tax because he's a lottery pick. So I figured that they were like, we got to move off him because we're not going to, not going to pay him this amount of money. And then we have him in the G league. It makes no sense. Nah, it was cause he was supposed to be the piece. Like he was supposed to be like the, you know, once the, the, this current kind of generation, I mean, Stephen, Stephen players and Draymond are all getting up there. So it was like he was kind of supposed to be the guy who was like, "All right, you're the next generation. You're supposed to keep be the guy who keeps us out of rebuilding." And I think they looked at him and how far he came, and they were just like, "I mean, because it's not like they it's not like they gave him he got they got a bunch back for him." Yeah, what five second rounders that they shipped off to to somebody else? It was like a three team trade between him, yeah, them, so the Warriors, like, and the Spurs, I think. Yeah, so it's like you know they could have worked out a trade in the off season. Like I think they genuinely looked at him and said, "We don't think you're going to be that guy." Yeah, yeah, and and I guess I guess uh, not Toronto. The Pistons' idea is: listen, we'll take any high potential big, and we just hope one of them works out. It does seem that way, huh? So, uh, yeah, I mean, th- their front line is, is so crowded. And it's just like, they're just like, one of them has to work. I was, I mean, when they went and got Bagley, I already was kind of like. Okay. That one, I, I I mean, Bagley. Yeah. And then they paid him. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I, I saw everything of Bagley that I needed to see from his initial stint with the Kings. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got a three-year deal, and it's I, yeah, same thing. It was just kind of like we kind of saw him, and it was kind of like, we do you really think he's gonna make that that next? Again, I guess if you're the Pistons and you're bad, you just say 
he's he's got potential. Why not? I mean, I guess, but Bagley has never even been a person who's even healthy either to put on full display what you would expect to see from him or any type of semblance of the college talent that he had. I don't. Yeah. Like he was, he was a monster rebounder in in college. And then all of a sudden now it's just kind of like, he's getting moved. He's okay. He's okay. Rebounder. I mean, there are guards that are better at rebounding than Bagley right now. Like take that into account. Uh, Yeah. I will say this that rebounding is like a is definitely a a scheme thing. I think he's still a good rebounder. I just don't think he you looked at what he was in college and you look at what he is yeah. now and you're like Yeah, I, eh. I, I I agree with that point. There is there's a scheme that goes into rebounding, but it's not like he's he is in the Pistons he's a, in the Pistons he's scheme. A really, he's a good offensive rebounder. Yeah, but in the Pistons scheme, it's not like he's this guy that is like at the three point line away from like he's not averaging Chris Bosch rebounds because he's playing a Chris Bosch role. Yeah. So that's that's like my main issue with him. But, he also plays with seventeen other bigs, so who yeah. knows? Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, the uh, the next team they suck. I don't want to yeah, who cares? Yeah, next the team next for team... me was uh for me, I had the next team as actually the Hornets. Yep, okay. So still the same. Man, this this is this is pretty easy. <laughs> the problem with the, but see that I I'm not too surprised because I mean the problem with the Hornets was they have like one bright spot. The they, one one of their other bright spots decided to be an idiot, and we're not going to mention all the stuff he did and what his name is. But he, he, they had an idiot, and he messed himself. He messed he messed himself up. But did you see? Up. He said he might. He's coming back or something. Maybe, but the problem, and then the other problem was Lamelo missed a good chunk of the season, and he's kind of like working his way back into, you know, into the season. It's like one of those things that it takes a while, like to to really get back into it. Yeah, but the Hornets um, are just in this weird spot, man. Like when, when I'm looking at their 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 stats, right? Defensive efficiency, twenty fourth in the NBA. Offensive efficiency, they're twenty eighth. Like you said, Lamelo's right. missed some time, but. Also, I, I know people don't like to to call out the Jordan. Um, I guess I mean Barkley did oh. it, and he, he got annexed as Jordan's friend. Are you trying to get annexed as Jordan's? Uh, uh, what's it called? I ain't never been his friend, so I can't get annexed for anything. <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah, but hey, listen, he, he could listen to this podcast one day and realize this guy really really talking bad about me like this, and he might not give you an interview. The, the the Hornets suck, dog. I'm gonna keep it buck. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, my, my bad. They, they are. They are. I mean, they, like, the, listen to this trade. I don't really. I, mean, I don't get this trade. Okay. As part of a four team trade, the Hornets traded Jalen McDaniels in a 2024 mm-hmm. second round pick mm-hmm. that was later selected to the that was later selected to the Philadelphia 76ers, and the New York yep. Knicks traded Zavlatov. Oh boy! Yeah, McCulloch to the Charlotte Hornets, and the New York Knicks traded. Okay, so he was part of the that four team trade traded, and then the the Philadelphia seventy sixers traded a twenty twenty three second round pick to the Charlotte Hornets, and then the Hornets get the Portland Trailblazers twenty twenty seven second round pick. So the only Listen, I, I was a little bit confused by that move, but I. I I felt like a lot of people like Jalen McDaniels. They have a lot of front court players, young front court players. It was just—I uh, mean, I guess—I mean, I, for a guy that shot almost—he's just under league average shooting from from deep. 
again, when you have when you have a lot of talent, oh gosh. Hornets have a lot of talent? Front court. Potential talent. <laughs> when you have when you have a lot of front court potential talent, I mean like I, I don't think he's one of those guys who are like you're horribly desperate to keep. You know? No, I mean you're not you're not banging down the door to keep Jalen McDaniels. But I guess it's just yeah. I kinda get confused sometimes by the Hornets moves because I don't really know what like what they're trying to build with their roster, right? Like, like, it's like for example, he, he we, we, we had a guess of what the Pistons were trying to do. We've we've had a guess of what the Spurs are trying to do. We had a guess of what Houston's trying to do. What what are the Hornets yeah. doing? They're trying to put people around Lamella Ball. Okay, who are the people? DJ Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still like Terry Rozier. Okay. And then I think they look at they're trying to find a big between like they have Kai Kai Jones, they have JT Thor, they have Mark Williams, they have that might be the only big because they got rid of uh, the other one, uh, Plumley. They got rid of him. So it's like they, they're, you know, they bring in Kelly Oubre. They still have Gordon Hayward. It's like they're just trying to put people around Lamelo, I guess, and they just don't have that guy. Okay, he so doesn't have that second running mate. This is my problem with the Hornets, and I guess I don't really know how you fix the problem. And I, and I, I don't want to just come down on Jordan, obviously. Without, I mean, they their operations have stunk. But he's like GM. No, but he's the owner. Yeah, but we don't look at other owners and are like, oh, I can't believe. No, uh, blame their GM. Okay, we can blame the GM. That's fine. I guess. I guess the only reason why the I don't know because I did. I did hold. I did take Genie Bus to task for the Lakers. Hey, who's the who, who's the GM for uh, Charlotte Hornets? The GM. I don't know who the GM is for the Hornets. The GM is oh Mish Kupchak. Yep, that is a huge man. Shout out faithful Laker Mish Kupchak. Absolutely building the team in Charlotte, <laughs> building something. But he's also the GM and president of basketball no, operations. I, I I guess I I'll, I'll give you that. I don't I don't think it is fair just to put it on Mike. I I don't I don't know how much you don't yeah, you don't say Mark Cuban's, you know, like doing a terrible job. Well, I do. I do some. I, it's like weird because I guess it depends on the involvement of the owner. Because, like, for example, we do a lot of times. Jerry Jones comes up in conversations discussing the Dallas Cowboys. James Dolan yeah, comes sure. up in conversations discussing the New York Knicks. The, but those guys are also always out there talking, like talking about their team, and, and they have like clear, like they they show clear involvement in like their day to day operations. Yeah, yeah, like I, I Jordan, for the most part, is just kind of like he's kind of he, like you know he's an owner, but he doesn't really make like oh you know we need to get this guy or you know we need to do this. He kind of just lets Mitch do whatever he wants. Like as far as we know, Mitch does Mitch stuff. Yeah, I, okay, I can get that. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give. Okay, so then, do you think? I don't want to go too long on this one, real quick, but do you think people yeah. are give Jordan a hard time unnecessarily? Because I do. I wonder if, if people give him a hard time just because of the player that he was. And then because yeah. he has that name cachet, people are like, oh, well, Jordan, this, this. But then I don't think a lot yeah. of people can even name the Kings owner, right? But I don't know. Yeah. 
Exactly. But yeah, it's Jordan. I mean, you're, he's the face. As much as, you know, whoever whoever the GM, I get, most people probably wouldn't even know who's the GM. Most people wouldn't even know Mitch Kupchak's the GM. I guarantee you, actually, most people would think Jordan's the GM. Probably, right? <laughs> That's true. So it's like, yeah, so he's true. going to catch all the, he's going to catch a lot of the blame, despite the fact, like, he probably, like, I guarantee you Jordan probably has, like, minimum involvement in like actual who they're signing and stuff like that. He has like owner obviously interacting. He probably like, you know, chips in every once in a while, but I I don't think he's like Jerry Jones level. I don't think he's Mark Cuban level of involvement really in the team. I need to watch more Hornets games because then see if we could see him sideline. He's I mean he's sideline. I mean I, I don't think that's that's too crazy either. You know, but it's not like he's He's not in the in the huddle, you know, like you know, sitting there acting like he's the coach. Hey, there's been some clips, man, where he trying to smack people upside the head and stuff, bro. Calling the playoff. Who was it? He tried to smack upside the head. Who was that? Uh was it Jeremy Lamb? Back was that was that back in? No, it was recently, wasn't it? No, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was Jeremy Lamb. It was either Jeremy Lamb or Malik Monk. One of those two. I think it was Malik Monk. It was Malik Monk. Oh. It was Malik Monk. I, now that you said it, it definitely was Malik Monk. I, I I had to think of somebody who took a ton of a ton of shots and uh, some of them really bad ones. And it was either Malik Monk or Jim McClam. It was definitely Malik Monk. Now that you said it, I literally have the picture of Michael Jordan trying. Like Michael Jordan misses him and then goes back to slap him again. Yeah, like he, he was making sure he got it. <laughs> You're not running away from this fade. But they need. They need a second star to put next to, I, you know, people. I mean, even last year, really, they were, they were playoff playing games almost, right? They lost them to. Who did they lose to? They lost to somebody. Did they play in the playing game last year? Did they play the Wizards? It came down to again missing a value or this year missing a valuable piece of that what made that team good last year and missing Lamelo Ball for a good chunk of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to see this team turn things around, man, because it seems like they haven't. I mean, the furthest they've gotten in the last decade was that first round exit under Kemba. Yeah. But that wasn't – won't much, I mean, that's, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, their, uh, that's, their shining, that's their shining moment. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> okay. All right, here's where I think we'll uh, deviate. I have the papers. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I have the Pacers. I'm going to take a wild guess. You have the I have the who? You have the Bulls. I had the Magic. You have the Magic? Wow. Yeah, I had the Magic. I am actually surprised at that one. Yeah, I had the Magic here. So what, how many oh, spots okay. down are we where this is our... 30, 29, 28, 27. This is our 26. 26, okay. Yeah, I had the magic. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me, let me me break down the uh, the uh, the Pacers real quick because it's not actually not that far off from where I, where I think the magic at. Um, 23rd in offensive rating, 20, perfect 23rd and 23rd. Net rating of negative 2.8. They, they're a weird team. They're terrible in the first three quarters, <laughs> but they they just come back and win games. They 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 lead they're tied for the league lead in thirteen wins after trailing by double figures. They're the only team with three wins in the games they trail by twenty or more. 
it's just they're terrible. Like the, the first the first three quarters, if the difference between the first quarters and the rest of the game on offense, the Pacers will be a league sixth ranked offense. Goodness, it's just they're just. <laughs> it's just I don't know. There's just a weird. They're a weird team. Like they have talent. Like I like their talent. Like obviously they had. They just had all star. Yeah, Harvey Caliburn. Shout out to him. Yeah, for real. And it they they I don't know. They you honestly looking at their roster, you wouldn't think they're twenty third in offensive rating. Yeah. And but somehow they just seem to just not. I mean, it, part of it is because they do have young talent. Um, Benedict you know, balling out unexpectedly. I think. I mean, that's a positive, but it's just like it's just weird. <laughs> We it's a weird team. They're they're outscored by seventeen points per one hundred possessions in the first quarter. Worst mark of any team in any quarter. They had the league's thirtieth ranked off first quarter offense. Twenty seventh ranked first quarter defense. Like they just start bad. I, maybe that's just a, a, a young team thing, where it's just they don't know how to like maybe get into the game. They have to like kind of warm themselves up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, it's just a weird. I, it's just a weird team. Like you don't, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't think they're this bad on offense. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, that's uh, not. That's honestly, it's one of those things that. That's probably why they're a little higher on my list. Oddly enough, because I feel like I like the talent of that team, and it's not, and and it's weird because they're they're one of the most inconsistent type of teams when it comes to winning or. Like they'll go, they'll maybe win like two games, then drop like four, win like a couple of games, but it'll be like some of these performances. Their their performances are the least consistent of most teams in the league, but they yeah. show you the results of their talent at random times, yeah. while also then making you be like, well, like did half their guys miss the game or something? Right. In essence, so I go back and forth with them a lot. I feel that. And also, again, it's a really young team. Only they have what one, two, three, three guys on the four guys on their team that have more than five years' experience. Yeah, it's a young team. It's a super young team. Okay, so let me, for the I have the Magic in this yeah. spot. Okay. In, in large it. part, the reason why I have the Magic in this spot is because the Magic are this team where I think Jamal Mosley's doing a good job with the, this team and the young talent he has on the team. Cause I mean, when you got guys like you have Paolo Banchero, you have Wendell yeah. Carter jr. I like Cole yeah. Anthony there. Yeah. Whatever they're doing with, Mar- with Markel Fultz. I, I, Markel Fultz has kind of been in this weird space where he's trying to get back. And I credit, I credit him. What do you say? Yeah, I mean he's I mean he's not even like playing like he he can't shoot still, but from the standpoint of he he's contributing I guess to the team as what you would say in the backup role, but I think that it's just it's this weird thing where I look at their team and I like I like like the foundation of Paolo and Wendell Carter Jr. I like having the other guys like Cole Anthony and such, and it's like they have they have some like. Solid guys like you got RJ Hampton there and Jonathan Isaac, of course. But my only issue with this team is that a lot of what they're built around, like a lot of their guys get hurt a lot. And like Jonathan Isaac, I don't think Jonathan Isaac is healthy right now. 
play 10 games. What do you say? You play 10 games. <laughs> what, we're 50-something 50, we're 50 games Listen, into the right, season? Hold on, <laughs> hold on a second now. Hold on a second. That's more than he's played in two years. That, that, that's, that's not good. That's not good. That's horrible. That's actually horrific. Yeah, uh, he Smarty. played. He, he just started playing right before All Star break. Oh man, that's horrific. But the, I mean, obviously, your your bright spot on that when it comes to that team is Paolo and Wendell Carter Jr. But then I also wow. what? That's crazy. That's crazy. You're leaving out like one one major piece here. Who? Franz Wagner. Yeah, I, I like him. Okay, so you're you must be higher on him than uh, I am because. Uh, what do you mean? Here we go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I, I like Franz Wagner, but I I just don't. From from when I look at that team and when I've watched them play, I've always felt like I've I always felt like Wendell Carter Jr. had the higher ceiling, especially when it comes to oh, both yeah, ends course. both ends of the court. That's why that's why I've always felt like when I when I when I'm gonna look at the pillars of that team, I feel like it was those two. Franz is, I, I think, think, is a good is a good offensive. Like in terms of like, it's like the offense defense thing. But I think Wendell gives you better offense than Franz does. I'm or sorry, like defense. He's over, he's over Wendell. I'm just saying. I think that's a solid three pieces to have. No, no, it's it's it's, it's a solid three pieces to have. But and with that being said, my own, my issue in large part with that team is that the ceiling. I feel like the ceiling of their pieces is not, at least in comparison to like where I'm going. With, with the rest of the teams on my list, if I were to rank power rankings, like I don't think this team is going to get more wins than a team like the Pacers going out for the rest of the season. 26 and 34. They're what, one game, two game difference? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I will say this. They started off, and I, if you remember correctly, they started terribly. They were awful to start the season. Bro, they were five and twenty. Yeah, that was rough. They are they are nineteen fifteen since then, with the league ranked eighth eighth ranked defense in the league, bro. I I don't think I don't think I would take that bet if I were you. Really? They're they're playing better than the Pacers are. The only reason why, because okay, so maybe I'm just really high on Tyrese. I love Tyrese a lot. And Tyrese is great, but it's it's. I mean, there's still 23rd in offense even with him. It's but, like they have the best player of the two teams. Yes, and that and that's a lot of what I feel like Tyrese can get gives you an added win total. In my opinion, out so far. nah, but I also don't think that. It hasn't it hasn't bared out, bared out like in terms of consistent wins so far this season. But then I also look. I, I think it wasn't until wasn't it? Un, oh, I can't remember when they gave Miles Turner his contract. I don't remember when they gave him his contract because I remember for a good portion of the time it was like Miles Turner was like in trade discussions and stuff like that, and that was kind of Bro, looming over the team. I what? Like the last five years, essentially, <laughs> he literally campaigned to be traded. Him, him, and John Collins have been on the trading block for like for like at least three years. Yeah, essentially, 
I don't know, bro. If you it, listen, like I said, they're nineteen and fifteen since, and they had they had some injuries and they had some stuff going on to begin the season, but since then they've been ab- above five hundred. I mean, they might their I, defense. Their defense is more consistent than Indiana's offense. Yeah, it is. It is it, without a doubt. That's true. So that's why I would take I would take the Magic over the the Pacers. Man, I just do not. Mm. If, it, if if it comes down, again, and they're nineteenth in defensive rate, but since that five and twenty start, right, they have been eighth in the league. And that's where I that's where I always give the I gave the credence to Jamal Mosley. I will say this: that team's a point guard. That team is a point guard away from being a consistent playoff team. The Magic. Yes. Oh wow. One thousand. If they get, if they had an above average, eh, if they had a good point guard, I think that team next year would be a playoff team. Oh, that's interesting. I think hmm. between Paulo, France, and Wendell Carter Jr., adding a point guard to that team would just be enough. You make it easier for France and Paulo. Wendell, Wendell could get some easy looks off your point guard instead of like right now. I think Cole Anthony is the perfect off the bench uh, score. Yeah, and I think so. I think moving him to the bench and getting a point guard would be ideal for them. And I think I I, I actually like the roster construction. Johnson Johnson Isaac Johnson. I'm not gonna, I'm not counting him. But outside of him, I like the rest of their pieces. Marco Fultz, he's fine. He, you know, he he takes he knows where he knows where his bread and butter is, and he knows it's not behind three point line. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's good. Hey, listen, I would much rather a guy who knows his strength rather than launching threes and just clanking them. You know, you you take one to you say you take one or two a game to keep the defense honest, but he he knows where his bread and butter is, and as long as he's doing that, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I think. I can, I I get why you you have them probably higher on your list. I wonder where you have them compared to my. I get why you have them probably higher than me. From yeah, talking about it, it seems like I like the some of the individual talent on the Pacers way more. Yeah, but I get it. yeah, okay. So they have, they have some talent. Just hasn't borne out the full results. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are still really young. Like Benedict literally is a rookie. Yeah. So it's like give him uh, give him a little bit of time. Give they have a big I can't think of his name at the moment, but they have talent. And anytime you have a guy like Kyrie, uh, you know you're off to a good start. Okay, who's your twenty five team? The Magic. <laughs> that works perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that works actually because my twenty fifth is the it's the Pacers. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next one. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who do you have as the next one? I I, I think we're saying here, honestly. Yeah, I have the Bulls. Whoa, all right, never mind. <laughs> I have the Lakers. Wow, really? Yeah, I have the Lakers. You have the Lakers here after the trades? I have I have the Lakers here after the trades. Wow. Okay, yeah, explain this one. Uh, I have to see how it works. I, the trades are nice. I like the trades. I, I genuinely do. But... <laughs> Listen, I got to see it work out. Wow. 
Lakers 24th. I, I like – listen, I, I said this before. I like the deal. I do. I genuinely do. But I got to see it. I got to see it all. They did, The Pelicans game, they look great. They look fantastic against the Pelicans without Zion Williamson. I just got I just got to see it. No, I'm, I don't. I don't blame you for holding that position because I mean it's not like the Lakers have been barn burners since the trade either, right? Like I think a lot of people they, thought. I think I, the first two games, the yeah, they lost to the Pacers. <laughs> speaking of, and I think it was like the first oh, two no. games they they had won after the trade, and then they lost to New Orleans, they lost to OKC, they lost to Milwaukee. Lost to go or they beat Golden State and then lost to Portland and then this, and beat the Pelicans again or beat yeah. the Pelicans. So they're they're up and down. Yeah, I this was actually the hardest one for me. I'm not even gonna lie. Really? Yeah, this was the hardest one. I couldn't I couldn't decide where I was gonna put them. It was weird for me because LeBron came back and then they started losing and I was like, okay. Yeah, it, that's why that's why I'm confused. But I'm I'm not ready to buy fully in on them. I'm just like I don't know. I don't know what it is about the Lakers right now. Anything they do, I just don't feel like it's good. No, Despite I, the fact, like, on paper, it should be good. I, I don't blame you for that. I, I, we, I, we'll get to that point where I guess I, I'll, I can elaborate more on my – where I feel like the Lakers and why I have them at their that spot. But Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. There, and, there uh, is a hint of un- uncertainty. They have they have the defense, which I do I do like. They're, they're new, improved – uh, front line is gonna, sh- I, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna work out. I'm perfectly fine thinking that. It's just the offense. It's just Lakers have been just recently where shooters gonna die. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't seem to matter. Uh, it does not seem to matter who goes there. You can shoot 50 percent on seven attempts, and you will somehow shoot 32 percent when you get to the Lakers. <laughs> It's it so makes weird. zero sense. Get it probably get the best looks of your career. Yeah, and it's just just clanking. It makes and no sense. It doesn't. It just uh, it just, it really doesn't. I don't understand it. They they're great. Like they're good scoring in the paint. They just they genuinely the only team that ranks bottom five in three point percentage and the percentage of the shots that have come from three point range both. 26 in the league. They're just, they just can't shoot. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, if this team can shoot, I will, I will gladly move them top 15. Oh, interesting. But it, it, it they, it just can't shoot. Like it's just, like that's just really <laughs> the issue. Their defense. I mean, the defense is average. I mean, but part of that is just because Anthony Davis missed. You know his his allotted time he missed. It's just I I just need I just need them to shoot. Yeah. If they can shoot, I, I, again, this seems a hundred percent different. No, and I feel completely that. unstoppable with Braun and Anthony Davis. Braun leads the league in transition points. Anthony Davis is second. And oh wait, sorry. Yeah, he leads. LeBron leads the league in fast break points. Anthony Davis leads the league in uh, second chance points. These guys are uh, top of their game. They just need shooting. <laughs> Literally, just need to shoot. <laughs> just need shooting. This team is dangerous if they can shoot the ball. Yeah, without a doubt. 
All right, but give me and, the reason for the Bulls. And play timely defense. So, yes, that's it. But I, guess I, I feel like that's just – once Anthony Davis gets back in the swing of things and with the new front line, I, I feel like the defense will be fine. But go ahead. So for the Bulls, the Bulls are a weird, a weird team for me. I, I feel as though I've had them this low, not in any, not any, of course, clearly not due to talent. I, I feel as though the Bulls, they're eighth in defensive efficiency, in offensive efficiency, they are twenty third, oh. and despite that, the Bulls are what? They're not in the playing game right now. Yep. That, yeah, like said, 26 and 33, seven games under 500. And they're a couple games back of the Raptors and the Wizards for playing spots. Mind you, this um, is a Bulls team that is, that is headed by Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic. Now, so I want to say one thing. How many games has Zach Levine played? He's played 58. Has he played 58? Okay. I thought you missed some time. Oh, okay. sorry, 55. 55. That's my bad. Okay. Oh, He's okay. 55. Okay. okay. So he's played what? What percentage would that be? That's sixty. No, no, no. He played fifty-eight. He played fifty-five. That's the majority of the season. Yeah, so that's fifty-nine games. So he's only missed four. So yeah, for me, and that's one of the things because first thing I go to is like, okay, how much have your stars played? Right? If your team is underperforming by every metric, because this is a team. A season ago, people were at points in the season before injuries hit. People were talking about this team getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they look. Remember at the beginning of the season, they look dominant. I made a video about them. So Marta Rosen was MVP talk. Yep, yep, he was, and I feel as though the 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 void of not having Lonzo Ball there. That's, yeah, it has totally just. It has, yeah, it's messed up this team because now the guy that I mean Lonzo, but that's one, that's probably Lonzo Ball's best trait is his ability as a, as as a table setter and getting teams into their offensive sets and making sure guys are all getting the ball spread out. And this Bulls team, I feel like when you watch them play, a lot of it is just they're just they're just playing ball. Right, they're just—they're literally playing ball. I don't see any like none of the scoring. This, despite how talented Demar and Zach are, of course, as well as Nikola, a lot of the plays that are being created are being created by every by all these guys on ball. They're not getting easy points, easy easy buckets. Hence, why their offense is twenty third. Yeah, and despite all the talent that they have, and it, it's kind of it's, it's it's a bummer because you see the talent, and then the the Zach Levine trade stuff starts coming up, and you're just like, man, what is? You know what's what's going on with this team, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Like I feel as though this Bulls team, when I when when I look at all the prospects of how they play and everything like that, right now they're middle of the league in terms of pace and and whatnot. But Lonzo, they were they were a team that was able to play with some pace and stuff, and they were conducive to doing that because of the athletes they have on that team. But now I just feel as though with Lonzo being shut down for the season. And a lot of the trade right. talks were heavy to pushing Zach Levine out of there, and now he's—I mean—they didn't—they didn't make a move. So awkward. Yeah, I'm just—I'm just not high. I'm not that high on this team. I don't really know. Like, you're not—you're not, not going to improve all of a sudden. Like, you're already a top ten defense, right? And yeah. it'd be different if they weren't playing defense. That's normally where I look first. I'm like, are they actually trying? This team is trying. You know, it's not like they're not trying. And so. No, no. I don't know. I mean, what do you? 
I don't know, or maybe you can elaborate how you feel about them if you want to do it now or wherever you have them at. But they, they're kind of, they're like an old school kind of team. They take a lot of twos, but not a lot of threes. Like reading their offense, right? They're six in field goal percentage. Yeah, they're they're thirteenth in two point percentage. They don't get to the line. They're not a particularly good rebounding. They're an average rebounding team. They're 22nd in assists. They don't really pass the ball. That's not surprising, being what you just mentioned. And they're 20th in points. And, like, literally, if you just look at the three-pointers, point three pointers, last, in, last in makes, last in attempts. They're an average shooting team. They just don't shoot threes. And that's a problem and in today's league, man. We have to shoot threes. And it's like they're not good enough to – not shoot them like they don't like if you look at their offense they're top 10 in turnovers they don't i mean they're they're 11th in steals they're they're 17th in rebound everything about this team their their net rating is 0.3 everything about the team should say they're an average team they should be about 500 yeah and it's just it's just it's just like i i genuinely look at the, their their attempts and i'm just like if they just shot, if, if again, it's not that they don't make them. They're 17th. They just don't shoot them. Like, think about this. These guys have lost six straight games. They lost to Memphis. They lost to Brooklyn. They lost to Cleveland. They lost to Orlando. And then they lost to the Pacers and then the Bucks right before the All-Star break. Yeah. You know, like, this team is so inconsistent, man. They, they are right there. Like, I don't know. They're a team that could easily second half the season. Okay. Last part of the season, come out and they could make that push. They're only three games back, I think. Oh, yeah, but, they're three but, games back. Up see, this this is my problem with this team, and why why you were swaying me with Orlando more is because Orlando is a younger team. This is a veteran yeah. team for the most part. It is. It is. And it so, is. totally. Is. You know, I'm not. I, I don't know where and what, what world. I, like, they're not gonna. For me, Orlando was way more convincing of them maybe needing the coaching and stuff like that to come to well, get their bearings under them of being such a young team and then, yeah. you know, getting better as the season has gone on. No, this team has just lost six straight games. And yeah, it's not like well, it's a health yeah, issue. Their guys are there. Well, all right. So if, if you look at that, they were – so if they lost six straight, they were 26 and 27, which means that that's the 500 point, right? Which is, where, which is what we look at is they should – this is about what they should be. Their net rating is zero point three. They should be about five hundred. So yeah, them losing six straight puts them kind of down. But it's like a, it, they they're also a a older team, not really older, but you know they could use some rest probably. And so I I could see them coming out there again. They're three games back. They're not. It's not like they have to make this huge climb. You know another. Uh, you know they lost six, but uh, you know you can win. You can roll off four or five. With this team, especially again, sure. it always comes back to it. Always comes back to listen. Their defense is there. It's just their offense. They just got to get their offense rolling. But that's and the problem. You never that's know. where the lawns are. A nice. A nice they have the talent, though. That's the thing. They have the talent. It's it's a matter of is that talent going to show up and be consistent? Who knows? Well, the problem so is it, they don't have anybody defense, to to deploy the talent. That's the problem. I hundred percent agree. Lonzo not being on the team kills it. As much as I love again, Alice Caruso, he's just not. He's not that type of point guard. No, he's not. But again, it's 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 can their offense show up? I 
trust them more than I trust the Lakers. Is what I'm basically trying to come down to. Really? And yeah. Wow. Again, hold on one second. I want to say this again. I want to say this one more time. They are three games back from the Wizards. Three games. The wow. Wizards, and listen, the Wizards, they ain't great. The West, the West is a mess. Yeah, the West. The is West over. has seven teams competing for that. Just the last like two, two or three spots, you have like seven teams competing. Okay, for so it. your your feeling on the on that with the Lakers is more so they have stiffer competition as opposed to maybe the yeah. Team. That's that's the difference. It's yeah, like okay, the Lakers that. have a stiffer. Do, do I? It's like do I trust the Wizards or do I trust the Lakers in that stack Western Conference? Is the is the question? Yeah, I get that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah. So moving on to our next one, who do you got? For the next one, I have actually Portland. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I have the, I have the Bulls. <laughs> that's funny. So it's, it, break it down for me. Okay, so Trailblazers. I mean, it, it's pretty much the issue of if Damian Lillard doesn't put up. I, we're getting to that point in the season yep. now where I think Dame is yep. also realizing if I don't go supernova all the time, we're just not going to yep. win games, yep. right? And. And credit to Portland. I mean, their offense is fourth in the NBA in offensive efficiency. Yup. Damian Lillard is fourth in offensive uh, <laughs> efficiency. But they don't play defense, so they're 27th. They, they, they sure don't play defense. It's it's hilarious because literally they counterbalance themselves on the same metric. They're fourth in offensive efficiency, but then you're 27th. You're literally like four, you're the fourth from the bottom. So, <laughs> that's great. Listen. Listen, it's the it's the Blazers' ball. Listen, they got rid of they got rid of PJ McCollum. They brought it. They let Anthony Simmons come in and didn't adjust address the problem they needed to. And they're doing the exact same thing with just Damian doing more. Yep. And I credit them. One second, they, one I, I, what's up? I want to say I want to say one thing. Uh, so the def- the Spurs defense has been the worst in the league. Uh, no question. No, there's no argument. But the last five weeks before the All-Star break, the, the Blazers have allowed 2.1 more points per 100 possessions, 124.3, than the Spurs and everyone else. So they have actually been the worst defense in the league the last five weeks. Yeah. I mean, dude, they got Damian Lillard averaging 31.4 points per game, but then they're giving up. <laughs> like They're giving up so many points. But hold on. Now, uh, uh, that's the thing. 31 points on the season, but over the, that same five weeks, 37 points on 51, 40, 96. Oh, my gosh. So, Dame just has 40, to keep that 96? up. He has to keep that up, and they will be great. <laughs> Dude, that's just unconscionable, man. Like, I don't know what Portland is doing. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. No, say that every, every time we say, we say this, every time. At the uh, at, at the what at the um, at the All Star break, we don't know what the Blazers are doing. They're, they're just kind of like they have teams. They have a team. They're just kind of throwing it together. Like, uh, I guess that's maybe the the explanation behind the Josh Hart trade because you you trade Josh Hart, oh, I mean, you, you bring in Matisse Thybul, right? He was walking. Yeah. So, yeah. but but you bring in Matisse Thybul. He's shooting forty four percent from three this season, and. You bring him in. He's a he's a proven wing yeah, defender. Okay. Hold on a second. How many attempts? Four and a half. How many games? Hold on. I right, hold on. 
<laughs> My mic can't believe. Nah, hold on. I I want I want to see something. I want to see something here. I guarantee you, it's like it's like forty attempts. He's played. He's played two games. Oh man, I think I think you mean the season. Spring shut up, man. <laughs> Man, you mean the whole season? You hey, bro, that is a season so far. Man, taking nine. Man, shooting thirty-three percent before he got there. Bro, look, that's maybe that. Look, that's his. That you know. It's that's two a game. Ah, man, listen. That's a season I, for I Portland believe, right I now. I can't believe that, bro. That's a season for Portland right now. I can't. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I can't believe that, bro. That look, man. I will say this. I will say this. Right, the the two games he played in Portland, it took his percentage from thirty three point three percent to thirty four point seven percent. Bro, I'm telling you, man. He playing next to Dame now. He's not. He's not in Philly next I, I to guess so. next to Pound of Martin. So. I guess so, man. <laughs> this is a new that three and D so Matisse. Crazy, bro. I'm saying. He's the he's the piece, bro. He's shooting more. Hey, look, he's taking more threes in in he's, Portland, and he's hitting the more. All he needed was an opportunity. I guess so. <laughs> never found. Never oh, thought you'd see me caping from a table. He made. He's made four threes this season. The Blazers. He made twenty one in forty nine games with the. With, he's already made a fifth of the three pointers he's taken. Hey, bro, look, that ain't no problem. He made, that is so crazy. That ain't no problem. <laughs> they really told him, "Hey, listen, listen, Thibault, man, we love you, but if you touch it, don't shoot." <laughs> yeah, Philly wasn't <laughs> having it, bro. <laughs> don't shoot. Philly don't, was like, "We seen this for too long." Don't shoot. Don't listen. It, your your job is to pass the ball to Joel Embiid or James Harden. Dude, that is so funny, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> but basically here is, do you think Dame carries the, the Blazers no. uh, over the other team? No. Yeah. And that's the reason why I, I have I him don't. here. Yeah, that's 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 a large part of the reason why I have him here. I just it, It's too much on Damian Lillard. I don't think, and we're, we're going to no get time. to the Lakers soon on my um, or maybe it'll be next episode, actually. But I, what? Yeah, my. No shot. No shot. There's a shot. There's no way. There's no way. No, I, okay. I believe. No. Well, not, no, hold on. I'm you, no, no, no. There's no way. You're telling me they aren't next on your list. No. I'm hanging up. No. No. <laughs> Ain't no you way. To, you have to this hear the next a, team. A, you have to hear the next team. A, no, because you have to hear the next team. It's actually Ain't not that crazy. No. It's not that crazy. No, I guarantee it you. It's not. If, if it's not the Lakers, it is crazy. No, it's not. I I, I can I literally will pitch it to Jimmy, you. Well, who's okay, who's your okay, team in I this spot? The Blazers. Oh, you have Blazers here? Oh no, you said you have Bulls. <laughs> oh, my next team's the Blazers. Oh, your next team's the Did you want to talk about the Bulls at yeah, all? Yeah. Or? All right, so what I need to say about the Bulls. Oh, okay. All I right. opened up to talk about the Bulls. Okay, yeah, okay. So your next team is the Blazers, okay. I don't think I don't know. Dame has a just thirty-seven points on on fifty-one forty. I don't know. He is Damian Lillard. He could completely keep doing it. But yeah. man, is that that's a hard ask? It is. That is a lot on one guy's shoulders. 
the it's carry the carry that bad of a defense. Yeah, it's too much. It's it's, it's way uh, too much. Yeah. All right. What's this next team? I I'm I'm genuinely curious. My next team is the Jazz. I can't tell if you're coughing just because you needed to cough or if you're actually stunned. No, I, I did need to cough, but also in slight disgust. But go ahead. Are you serious? Uh, slightly. Okay, if I had a, if you had to put money down right now, you think the Jazz would be one of the play-in teams going into the postseason. Would you do it? No. If I told you the Lakers could be one of the play-in teams to put money down, would you do it? Potentially, maybe. That's the difference. That That is part of the reason why I here's, have the Jazz here. here. Oh, here's the issue. Here's the issue, okay? Okay. The Jazz are this, uh, and I mean this in a great way, this ugly, scrappy, terrible team that has no business being this good. Yep. And they just keep, I, I don't know, they, just, they went even, even with the, the trade. They went two. They're two and two. They're better than the Lakers are. They are. And I'm just like, I, they, they, I think, I don't know. I just don't, I wouldn't, I don't know. If you, I don't, like, I, I put the money on the lake. I would put, I would be more likely to put money on the Lakers, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Jazz make it. That's the thing. I don't, I just don't trust the Jazz. I feel as though they started <laughs> off the season really strong. The, the Jazz were in the middle of the pack for a while, and then they, they plummeted after they were around fourth, fifth seed for most of the season. and for Not most of the season, but for a good part of the early portion of the season. And then they obviously relegated back to where they're normally supposed to be. And I guess I can talk about the Lakers and the Jazz in a tandem because part of the reason why I feel like the Jazz deserve to be here and why I'm more comfortable not having the Lakers here at this spot is because the Lakers have not performed at optimal capacity all year. They haven't had Anthony Davis all season, and they haven't had a roster conducive to to extracting the best out of their star's talent. And so I, I there's no way. I just don't see a way where the Lakers are, are essentially going to regress, or they at least shouldn't regress after these. They these, may not. They may flatline. They could. It is a possibility, but I guess when you at when if you're asking me, do, am I depending on the consistency of an Anthony Davis and LeBron James led team versus a Laurie Markkinen and Colin Sexton led team with Jordan Clarkson and all star, others? All star Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, also credit to him. Yeah, he's an all star. But the other guy's LeBron James. You know, so like as much as I nine year LeBron James averaging thirty LeBron James. I listen. I'm just saying, Lori got fresh legs. Hey, he does. Credit to him. And and I look, love him. He's not LeBron James. Time to torch. <laughs> he's not LeBron. And I just time to, time to pass the torch. Oh come on, he's not passing to Lori Markin. <laughs> want to look, man. I, I I respect the Jazz. I I think that's a team that's a very interesting team in the Western yeah, Conference. Down. Especially going forward, but I just I'm not gonna I don't think in a power rank is when you if you're if you're coming out of the all star break and you're looking at two teams that are on your schedule, I'm pretty sure people are are preparing probably less for the Utah Jazz than they are for the Lakers game because I think the mm-hmm. Lakers are just seen as the bigger threat right now in the West. Like if you're looking at teams not in the playoffs right now, outside of the Warriors, right now in the Western Conference, maybe maybe actually the, the Thunder too. But outside of the Warriors and the Thunder I think people are immediately looking at the Lakers and that next tier of teams, right? 
because right now the Warriors and the Thunder are in the playing spots, and then you got the Jazz, the Trailblazers, Lakers, Spurs, Rockets. We already know Spurs, Rockets are not even in this conversation. But mm. I think that I'm taking of that next crop. I'm taking the Lakers above any of those, the Trailblazers and Jazz. That's the reason why I have to put the Jazz at this 22 spot. I just, I, I, I just know I just don't see it. Other than that. Mm. And I don't trust them. I feel as I feel as though part I, of their extra success early on in the season is part of the reason why they're even in this spot right now. And whereas the Lakers, I don't think there was ever a point in the Lakers were really playing all that well this year. Like there's LeBron has been good all year, right? But then Anthony Davis got hurt, and the Lakers were winning. That's the, that's the thing that actually gets me because when Anthony Davis was playing exceptionally well, the Lakers were actually winning. Then he got hurt, and then the issue started again. Now. If you're telling me that the, the Lakers playing well is contingent on Anthony Davis being healthy, now that's a conversation we can also talk about. But if you're telling me that it's a team that now LeBron has actual floor spacing idealistically with this new potentially. Re- potentially with this new revamped roster, I'll take it. I'll take it above the Jazz. I would be interesting in seeing what the rest of their season, the rest of their their. The, the schedule looks like they come out they play the date bro they play the first twice right out of the gate the jazz or the lakers the jazz yeah i i would love to see their schedules yeah i i mean it, the the quality of the opponents you play will definitely affect how effective you are i love to see it throughout the rest of the year i mean looking at the lakers schedule for the Lakers, they have coming up next, it's going to be the Warriors, the Mavericks, Grizzlies, Thunder, Timberwolves, Warriors, Grizzlies, Raptors, Knicks, Pelicans, Rockets, Mavericks, Magic, okay. Suns, Thunder, Bulls, Bulls, Timberwolves, Rockets, Jazz, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. Ooh. So the Lakers last, play the Jazz. Last three, the last two of the three last uh, games of the season. Yeah, so that's going to definitely have so, implications on this. Their next, the seven, Warriors game will have implications on this. Seven of the Jazz last twenty-two games are against OKC and San Antonio. The Lakers just got to play well, man. If I'm looking at the Jazz, hold on, let me pull up their whole schedule here. Hold on a second. They, they, they do have me. a good looking second half of the season. I'm, I'm saying I'm kinda I'm kinda feel I'm feeling kinda kinda frisky about this uh <laughs> about this. I can't find a freaking season. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see here. They play oh my gosh, it starts at the top. Why? Okay, here we go. San Antonio, San Antonio, OKC, OKC, Dallas, Orlando. Charlotte, then they have like a rough stretch. They play Miami, Boston, Sacramento, Portland, Milwaukee, Sacramento again, Phoenix. Oh my gosh. San Antonio, Boston, Brooklyn, LA, OKC, Denver, LA. Oh my gosh. That is actually brutal stretch the second half of that season, of that schedule. They have to win out, bro. <laughs> Tickets start at eight at Six eighty nine for the San Antonio game. Mm. Yikes! Six 
89. But they need to win before before March 13th. Because March 13th, it gets it gets rough. Really? Bro, Miami, Boston, Sacramento, Portland, Milwaukee, Sacramento, Phoenix, San Antonio, you're break. Boston, Brooklyn, L.A., OKC, Denver, L.A., that's a brutal end of the season. And that's the tough part. So the Lakers, the Lakers schedule lightens up some after that initial. Well, actually, honestly, I mean, I'm not even that. Like, this is a war. This is a Steph Curry less Warriors that they're playing right out the All Star break. Yeah. Obviously, then they got Luca and Kyrie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So then they got Luca, Kyrie, Grizzlies, Thunder. Thunder can go either way. It's a good team, but obviously can go either way. Timberwolves. I don't know when Curry. I don't, I don't know if Curry's going to be back by March fifth. Grizzlies again, Raptors, Knicks, Pelicans. I don't know if Zion's going to be back. Rockets, Mavericks, Magic, Suns, Thunder again, Bulls, Bulls, Timberwolves. I, I guess depending on how you feel about the Timberwolves, the Thunder. I, I mean. They're- Middle of the pack teams. Yeah, it's like they have a lot. They're not. They're not easy. They're not easy games, but they have a lot of middle. They have. But they have teams that we we we've already agreed are lower on the power ranking than them. Outside of probably Oklahoma City, but only thing is the like they have three games against San Antonio. Yeah, that's the credit. That's the benefit of the the yeah, Jazz schedule. That they play three games against San Antonio and four against OKC. Even if you take two or three from San Antonio and you split uh, OKC, you're already up. Like those are four games that I feel like I feel like those are pretty comfortable. You can take those. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. And then you, I mean, you got Charlotte as well. Who's not good, and it's like the rest of that is it's a pretty rough schedule. I'm not on shape. You're probably not going to win too many of these games. But if you can get the if you can get those five, but, you're at how many? See, but that I guess that's the main thing for me is that whereas the the Lakers games are hard wins, but because of the talent the Lakers have, I I you, you can't just mark them off. You know what I mean? Like I can't I mean, just say can't. the but games you, against the Mavericks or. The games against the Timberwolves are just, you know, I don't. After this trade and with Anthony Davis being healthy and LeBron, the Lakers uh, have a chance to beat any of these teams. They do. they do. That's the thing. It's just, it's just they they have to work a little bit harder than the than the Jazz do. Oh yeah, while already be behind the Jazz. Well, the Lakers need to turn into one of those scrappy teams. I mean, if they're not. If they're not one of those scrappy teams for the, I mean, LeBron has said this is the yeah. this twenty three game stretch is the most important stretch of his career. So they they need to become if one of those were, those scrappy teams, quick, fast, yeah. and in a hurry. If they were on the same playing field where they were both twenty nine and thirty one or something, I'd be like, okay, the Jazz having two games up while having those kind of not gimme, but fairly confident you can pick them against those teams. Uh is what is really kind of the difference to me. I can see it. All right. So. Okay. So. This will be both of our yeah. last teams. So, yeah. Who's your who's your next okay. one? At least for right now. Because then we'll do I 20 thought. through. We'll do 20 through 11. 
next time we record? I have the Hawks. The Hawks? Yep. Really? The Hawks? Yep. Wow. Okay, yeah. Go, go ahead. Wow. They're just bad teams. <laughs> like, it kind of like simple. Uh, they just they have talent. They 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 have it just hasn't looked good. Like out on paper, listen. On paper, they're sixteenth in offensive rating. They're fourteenth. They're twenty second, twenty first. Sorry, in defensive rating, their net rating is zero point five. Uh they're just they finish they finish the the. All star uh, going in all star break bad. They had they didn't have a lead in either game. They shot terribly against just just they had so for the season the Hawks have four of eight of the eighteen players in the whole week four of the eighteen players, including new additions to the Bay, who have shot worse than thirty one percent on first quarter three point attempts. And they just they they're they're you know what they are they're a better version of the Pacers. That's what they are. <laughs> that's a that's a good. Comp. They have a great point guard. They have a great point guard. They're garbage on defense. They're you would think with Trey with Trey Young, right? They would be this fantastic offense. They're 16th. They they just uh, they, for whatever reason they just they they're they're they dropped in shooting. They 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 just drop in everything. They just they're just not good on offense. They're like their their offense should carry them. And yeah. it's not, and it's, and they they don't have, they don't have the defense to kind of like put it on their back. Like if you want to say like the Jazz, the Jazz are are, uh, I, I have them higher. Yeah, the Jazz are slightly worse on defense. They're five spots behind, but they're fourth in offensive rating. And it's like that's what you would expect from the Hawks. Yeah, and it's I I I don't I don't know, but they just fired their coach. Who knows? That might that might be the difference. And also, they just haven't been able to stay healthy. They've used twenty seven lineups. So they're shuffling guys in and out. And let's that let's see if that if that changes things. But I. I don't know. I, I just, I, I just, I can't put my trust in them, and that's why I have them. So I know, I, I know most people would have them a lot higher than I do. I, I just, I just, I really am sour on the Hawks. Uh, it's, it's weird because I understand why you ha- you feel that way about the Hawks, though. I, I get it. It's not, it's not like out of the realm of comprehension why you have them there. I guess is what I would say. Yeah. I have them I mean, higher, even, even, but I understand why you have them. Yeah, it's like even looking at their their net rating for the season, it's like their net rating is lower than the Blazers, the Jazz, the Lakers are slightly below them. But it's like looking at that team, it shouldn't be that way, and that's yeah. why I'm kind of like maybe they can turn it around. Like it, like all like these teams at this point are all teams that can turn it around. Like once you get to like the Blazers. The Hawks, the Lakers, like I, I know I'm low on the Lakers, but it's not it's not like they can't turn around. It's just more so I I want to see all their talent play more games than I've seen. Yeah, before no, I, I get that, before buying that buying that stop, you know. Yeah, I get that. But these 
these are all teams that can turn it around. It's just how much confidence do you have in, do that, I have? in their ability? Yeah, and in the Hawks, it's like there's their three point shooting just dropped off a cliff from last year. Yeah, and they shoot they shoot less threes, which is crazy, and they and they shoot bad from three. So it's like what what's going on there? What happened? It is weird. I, hmm. No, I, I get why you have the Hawks there. I don't. I don't. The Dejounte Murray and Trey Young experiment is interesting to say the least. Should be better than it. It should be better than actually panning out to be. You would assume so. Like like from the just from the, the prospects. If you were to read both guys' strengths and weaknesses on a sheet and incorporate them onto we're the same per- team, work perfectly together. Yeah, it should work perfect, but it's just not. And maybe maybe. Like like we both or like you noted, maybe Nate McMillan was the issue, right? Maybe yeah. it's the system, yeah. but it is just weird that you're you're. Sh- I mean, he was the coach there last year, and yeah, and that's the thing. That's that's what that's what I'm not understanding is that it not like the roster hasn't had this major overhaul. It's like uh, this team two years ago went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and they and haven't hit that it, high even close since. It, yeah, yeah, and it's just like last year they were they had injuries last year to be fair, and then this year it's like they they seemingly get an upgrade and then it's just like mm, they just keep regressing. And the defense they were they were never great on defense. I mean that's that's the given, but the the offense just not clicking, especially with you know with with pretty young two years ago you couldn't you couldn't sell like, he was hot commodity. Like and and now it's just kind of like you rarely really hear about him, and the Hawks have kind of like just fell back into being an average offensive team, even with them at the at the helm. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't get it. Well, I don't either. It's yeah, really weird. I think the Pacers comp was a good one. Go ahead or, and give me the give me or the or a very bad version of what the Cavaliers were trying to do. If you took away the Cavaliers' uh, defense. And made them a worse offensive team. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And took away the the defensive bigs, and took away the good bench that the Cavs have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just take away what makes the Cavs the Cavs, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you take away everything that the Cavs do, they're they're basically the same team. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Okay, so. I, this team, this one was actually this probably the hardest hard. This was where it started getting a little I, tougher. I feel like I know what this is. So I okay. So I can. So you want to know who it was between? Yeah, go ahead. This was between the Lakers, the Wizards, and the Raptors. And the Raptors. Yep. And and you went the Raptors. Yeah, I went the Raptors. Yeah, I already knew it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know why though? What's up? Okay, so I felt as though it's just weird for me when a team. I think the Raptors are in this position because it was weird going into the All Star break. They were playing; they were playing pretty well, actually. I think they won like five of the last six games. Five of the last six, and they're they're literally just essentially a middle of the pack team in every sense of the word. Their offense is thirteenth in offensive efficiency. Their defense is eighteenth. They're literally middle of the pack. Yeah. 
but then it was it's weird because then I've been I've been hearing in tea leaves recently about Nick Nurse's job security. And really? yeah, and I was like, Nick Nurse? Of all coaches, you're talking about firing Nick Nurse? And I was like, okay, I, if you fire Nick Nurse, I, I I can guarantee you who the Hawks are going to go after in the offseason. But then the then the pretty much the two pillars of your team being in trade conversations up until the trade deadline. I mean, it's weird because I guess it didn't affect the team too much because they went five and six. But it's this yeah. it's this weird thing where it's like I don't really know what the Raptors are trying to do. Like I don't know what they're playing for because you essentially had Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, and OG Ananobi in trade conversations the whole the whole way up until the deadline passed. And for a long, I mean, for the longest time, I was like, "Are they going to make a, tr- a trade to try and improve this team?" In a sense, like, are they, mm-hmm. like, are they going to do anything to try and markedly improve it? And I, they didn't. So I, I sit back and I'm like, mm, I mean, it, it's it's really the only way I I really was going to put the Raptors higher on this list if I is was if I felt as though their talent was just going to be that much over that much more overwhelming than the other teams that they're going up against. And I mean, I think the Wizards are a better team. Personally, in my opinion, I think the Wizards have yeah. three guys. Huh? I agree. Yeah, so I think the Wizards are better. And when I looked at when I looked at the Raptors' schedule, their next game is the Pelicans. They have the Pistons, then they have the Cavs. They have the Bulls, and then they have the Wizards two times. The Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Thunder, Timberwolves, Bucks, Pacers, Pistons, Wizards, Heat, 76ers, Charlotte, Celtics, Celtics, Bucks. And I was like, oh, that's a tough stretch. Right, yeah. Like, there, there's a couple of like cupcakes sprinkled in there a little bit, but nah. Um, I think the shark, the Hornets to... are the only the Hornets and the Pistons are really the only cupcakes they get. Um, the Raptors have the East third toughest post break schedule. Yeah, and that that was just a turnoff for me. I'm just like, nah, I, uh, I, I don't see it. With eight remaining, they have eight games remaining with uh, against top five teams in the league. Yeah, see, and I just wasn't sold on it, and I, and and it's it. you said what? I feel it. I feel it. I totally feel it. Yeah, and so, and I feel as though I mean I love I love Pascal as a player, man. I, I it's weird because I really like what Pascal brings to the game and like his skill set, right? But then yeah. whenever whenever I looked at the the teams that they were playing against, and I was like, do I like Pascal more than Beal? Do I like? Nah. Pa- do, you know, like, do I like Pascal more than this player or this player? Like, and then I just went head to head with the team they were going up against, and I was like, the weakest teams on those lists. Like, yeah, the Bulls matchups, I might, I probably take them in some of those matchups, but I'm like, I don't, I don't, the Cavs are, I don't, no, I don't like them. The Wizards, <laughs> they probably split the Wizards. Celtics, come on, no, no, I don't, no. Sixers, maybe. You never see, it, but that's the thing. You never know. That, that's the problem with the Raptors is that they're 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 middle of the pack, so it's like they can compete with those teams. Exactly. And so it's like it's weird. Is and there's a reason why I couldn't put them that low. Um, was just because they've shown that they can't. Like they start. I think they're another team that started off really bad, and there was a lot of questions going on, like what was going on and everything, and then they kind of like steadied the ship. And so um, uh, uh, the the thing that made me because they're kind of low on my list too, I won't get too far into it. But um, they that schedule, looking at that schedule, I was like, ooh. But then man. I like I like them going and getting a guy like Jakob Pertl, 
adding Jakob Pertl to the team, I think it definitely improves the, their like the quality of their talent on their team. But like, I, I mean, I don't know. Jakob Pertl isn't like the leap that is, I guess, closing that gap for me. Yeah. Of what I feel for this team. I don't know. Yeah. So here's the thing that kind of like stood out, kind of stood out to me, was that the Raptors, the Wizards, the Hawks are all basically about the same record. Yeah. They're all 28. They have 28, 29 wins. And so I was looking at that, and it was like, okay, if I have to pick a team out of that, that I could put my confidence in, I, I do feel like the Raptors would be that team simply because it's they've again they've they've won a championship with that core. I know Kawhi's not there, but they still won a championship with that core. And yeah. my 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 question with the Wizards, it, my genuine question is: Does do I trust Prince Snap to keep it up? Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that, That's yeah. my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Yeah. The, uh, so, but it balances out that the Wizards have a easier schedule. So it's like that's what it kind of came down to between the two for me. Yeah. No, I feel, uh, I, I totally I, agree with that. I feel and, and yeah. Kuzma and Kuzma's been playing really well. I really like how Kuzma's been playing. Himself out. I think I think in terms of opponent field goal percentage, Kuz right now is eighth, and opponent field goal percentage, Giannis is first, and Kuz is like eighth on the list. I think last time I checked, and I was like, dude, what? And you need you need like the Kuzes doing things like that. Like you need consistency. That's, that's my thing. Do I trust Kristaps and Kuzma to do that consistently for the rest of the season? Yeah. That's my question. Yeah, it's tough. It's I will say this. Uh very completely terribly small sample size about Yaku Portal, right? Uh, It's three games with the Raptors. They have been plus 37.8 per 100 possessions. Just saying. Oh, wow. And without him on the court, they're minus 17. Oh, wow. So, you know, sometimes it's not about, it's not about being like that super talented guy. Sometimes you just need a guy that fits a, that fits a missing point apart. Now, I okay. So this is my I say this is my biggest my biggest trepidation with the Raptors is that so much of what the Raptors do is by committee, right? You have Pascal being the main guy that averages like what twenty five. Yeah, but I mean during the stretch he's he's averaging twenty eight. But uh, but that's part of my thing. For the Raptors to be good, they need all these guys to pour in points, right? And yeah. For the Wizards, yeah, you need the three people. You need Beal, you need Kuzma, and you need Kristaps. But you normally can count on at least Beal. You know Beal's going to do what he does. Same thing you count for Pascal. So I normally say those two cross, cross each other out to some degree. Yeah. But then when you go down the list to, like, do you are you going to depend on Kristaps or do you depend on Fred Van Vliet? Right? That, I, I take Fred Van Vliet. Which I, I can understand that as well. Are you, then do you do you trust Kuzma over OG? Yeah, and then you know, and then also it, the total package of what each like the impact Kristaps when Kristaps is playing at a high level, 
the the impact Kristaps makes on the court is greater than that of Fred Van Vliet. Actually, dang, OG is actually playing really good offensively. OG season. is playing well offensively. But I didn't that, realize he was dropping seventeen a game. But that's my thing. It's like the the ceiling the ceiling of performance for all these guys. I feel like it's just. I feel like the Wizards have the higher ceiling guys. Yes, I agree. I agree with that completely. So yeah, I, and then obviously, I'm, I we don't need to revisit the Lakers because I had them all three in that conversation. But yeah, I mean Porzingis averaging twenty three on the season. Yeah, and isn't Kuz like twenty two? Is he averaging twenty two? Yeah, I think he's averaging twenty two points on the season. Hold on, he's a, yeah twenty one points a game. Wow! Nice. Wow! How many rebounds? Yeah, uh, seven point nine, I think. Nice. Yeah, no, seven point six. So, That's good. Yeah, almost, almost twenty-one. Uh, almost yeah, twenty-one and almost eight. Yeah. That's really solid. And he's playing defense. And he's playing defense. And listen, if if they can keep getting getting twenty-three a game from Chris Stapps, uh, they're making it. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt, right? I think. Yeah, they're, they're making it. I, I think the Yakupurdo piece and the rap, on the Raptors is going to be very interesting to see, but yeah, I put the I I I'd ha- I just had to put them as twenty one. Who who is your twenty one? Hawks. Hawks, that's right. Okay, Hawks. Okay, so we have thirty through twenty one so far. I'm gonna run through the list for everybody. So it goes thirty. We both have Spurs. Twenty nine. We both have Rockets. 28, both have Pistons. 27, both have yep. Hornets. 26, yep. I had the Magic. You had the Pacers. 25, yep. I had the Pacers. You had the Magic. Yep. 24, I had the Bulls. You had the Lakers. Yep. 23, I had the Blazers. You had the Bulls. Yep. 22, I had Jazz. You had Blazers. And 21, we have Raptors and we have Hawks. Nice. Nice. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Now we just gotta knock out the. I think. Yeah, I think the. I think the bottom was you know pretty pretty set in stone. I think the middle part is where yeah it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of teams around the same place. Yeah. The middle. The middle is where there's so many close teams. It's like, and the problem is, the middle made so many moves during the trade deadline. So. Yep. You. It's like. You, like if you would have asked me where would I have put the Mavericks on a power ranking scale, maybe I don't know, like a week before the Kyrie trade, I would have been like, ah, uh, you know, maybe somewhere like. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna act like they were outside the top ten, but like <laughs> I, I guess it's it's just like it's like the difference between being five and like ten. Wait, or wait, something. wait, wait, wait! You had Dallas in the top ten. Yeah. I, I, if, if you, were, I was saying, if you were to say like a week before the Kyrie trade, like, like ten teams, let's let's just say before the trade deadline or whatever, or I don't know, however teams before then, if you were to do one through ten, I probably have one would have been the Celtics, two would have been Milwaukee, three would have been. I'm not looking at the standings either. I'm just reeling the hop, this off my head. Sure. Three would have been. I, as much as I, as much as I want to say Denver, I, I just, I'm, I'm actually I need to make it this video because 
And the crazy thing is I've gotten so many subscribers because of how much praise I show Nikola Jokic, but mm, mm-hmm. I don't like Denver at three. This I don't one. think I don't have I don't think I'd have Dallas in the top ten. You don't? I would not. I don't think I would. Wow. Let me look at the let me hold on. Let me look at the NBA real quick. Uh, and guys, guys, mind you, this isn't our actual, yeah. you know, standings right now. We're no. just talking about before the trades and stuff like that. Like, let's just say it was like a month ago. Oh. Okay. So, Celtics, Bucks, 76ers, Cavs, before the trade, Nets, Knicks, Heat, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Clippers, Suns. I think all were probably better. The, uh, the only team I think I would pick, I think the Heat, maybe I would, maybe. I was about to say, you, I, you would take the Kings and the Clip, or sorry, the Kings, Heat, and Knicks over the, the Mavericks? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, it, it, it's essentially Luka and the Lukette. I mean. <laughs> like, but to be fair, I, that was good enough to get them to the Western Conference a year ago. The tougher conference. It, it was. It, it was. And just like how I mentioned two years ago, Trey, Trey Young got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, but I don't the, – the Mavericks didn't take – like, the Mavericks didn't regress in the same manner that the Hawks have regressed. They haven't. But, it, again, if it, again, if you may, if you if you just told me pick the pick teams, I feel like are, are the best teams in the league. Again, I think I really have I a problem say, with the 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 Sun or sorry the Kings and the the Knicks. Those are Kings. Kings have been balling out. I'm not. I look, I'm not going to disrespect the Kings. I, I'll honestly no. You know what? I'll keep the Knicks in there too. I'm going to be honest with you. I like the Jalen. No, them getting Jalen Brunson. They've been great with Jalen Brunson. Well, great stretch. They've been good. The but, only they've been really good. The only team I think I'm taking out of that is maybe I and I'm not even taking them out. I would just say they're about the same. Is the Heat. Man, that's interesting. The Suns, they had Devin Booker miss big time. And with them with him back, I think they're still Yes, I know. Last year, yes, I get it. They're still I would still put them as ahead of them. Mm. The Clippers, listen, when they're Dude, it's one of those things, man. Luca is so when... good. And he controls yeah. the pace yeah. of the game so great. Yeah. Anytime this he man has been in a playoff series, he's so, he, he's almost won it by himself. I, I mean, yeah, one thousand percent true. One thousand percent true. I, I don't. I just don't I, have anybody on the Kings doing that for me. I, I, I don't. I, I understand I, the Heat. I under the Heat are a proven, tested playoff team. The Knicks. If listen, no. this is not. This is it. Listen, this is a powering. This is not. Who has the best player and whatnot? This is just. But that best always goes in into it, though. You know that, though. The best team with the best, best player best, that goes into it. Best team. Listen, the, the best teams so far this season. You cannot look at what happened last week. The best team so far this season. But remember, we're also just we're taking this from like a month ago. We're like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm putting it right before the trade deadline, and I wasn't doing it a month ago. Okay. Um, so it's like, I, I, you know, I don't know. Like in terms of this season, they, they've been a, good, a really good team. They just haven't been 
that I mean, like they just haven't been great. I mean, Mavericks have been middle of the pack the whole year. Yeah, and and that was before they made any big moves. But so have the Knicks. That's what I'm talking about. What they before the trade deadline, they were a middle of the pack team. No, but I but okay. If but if the two middle of the pack teams go up against each other, I'm probably you wouldn't take the team with the best player. I'm if, if you saying, if you took Luca out and you replaced him with oh oh seven oh eight LeBron James, you're not taking that team. I'm not betting against LeBron. But but that's my point. I, I mean, I get it. It's different players. Do you are, are you going to bet against Luca? Question. Question. Are are they a better team than the Suns? No, but the Suns are not the team I have the really? problem with. I have the problem no, with no, the no. Knicks. I, I'm going through. I'm going through the team. Okay. Do, do, do you think they're a better team than the Suns? Pre pre trade trade deadline, it was debatable. Do you think they're better than the Clippers? No. Do you think they're better than the Kings? Debatable. Do you think they're better than the Grizzlies? No. Do you think they're better than the Nuggets? No. All right. Do you think they're better than the Celtics? No. Bucks. No. Seventy Sixers. No. Cavaliers. Debatable. Ops. Nope. Nets. Nope. And so if you're going to say the Knicks and the Heat, okay, so that's four teams out of the top 12. Okay, so if you – yeah. Well, that's that's feasible. Yeah, I mean it, that's the thing. There's a lot of there's 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 I have at least two de- definitive no's. What I had two or three, right? I had what I had three, four. I had three you or four definitive no's, and then I had Knicks, some. You said you said Knicks, Heat. Well, I didn't actually Knicks, but I mean the Heat. But I, I already really, really knew where I stood on those. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Kings. You asked me about the Clippers. You asked me about the Suns. I said the Suns were debatable. I said the Clippers, no. They're not better than the Clippers. I said the Grizzlies, no. I said the Denver Nuggets, no. I said Celtics, no. Bucks, no. Sixers, no. Top five in the West. I mean, the East were no. Cavs were debatable. Is where no, I had, I had I'm, not, I'm not, not even going to let you say that. No, uh, it, it no, is debatable. I, it's I the, don't care. Don't care. Don't care about what you guys say. The, <laughs> You're a cast fan, I know, but it's don't debatable. Care. Don't don't care. <laughs> six, seven, eight. It's debatable. So yeah, I mean, that's a top, so eight through twelve, they're somewhere in there. Before trade deadline, now after, it's it. interesting. Have to see it. It's interesting. All right, that's it, guys. It's been it's been a fun podcast. Plenty of content here. Know. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Two hours plus worth. No, no, no. Oh, oh, it, it, it's definitely, definitely a little bit longer than two hours. Almost on three. No, we're on three. No, we're not on three yet. Three hours, one minute. No, but we, we were. Oh, that's true. That's true. I yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. All right, guys. Of course, if you made it this far in the podcast, go ahead and drop a rating and review. Hopefully you've made it this yeah, far we're... in the podcast. I was about to say, listen, if you made it this far in the podcast, you might as well go ahead. There's no reason. Right? You're enjoying you yourself if you're this far. 
Yeah, the show shot. You listened to us talk for two hours, <laughs> and and said, "You know what? I didn't enjoy this." <laughs> Facts. So yeah. go ahead, drop a review, drop a rating, guys. Let me know your feedback on the podcast. You can go ahead and tweet at KBR underscore sports so I can get your feedback on anything you liked, you did, you didn't like. And of course, make sure you follow the KBR Sports Podcast on all platforms at KBR Sports for Twitter, obviously at KBR underscore sports. And if you guys have any ideas that you want to see incorporated into the podcast, please send them at that Twitter handle so I can go ahead and try and see if I can incorporate those into the podcast. Like I've said before, rebranding the podcast, y'all. Oh my god. No, no, but we we both understand why it's even taking a little bit longer now. We both understand this. But yeah, guys, the podcast is going through a rebrand, as you know, and obviously life sometimes gives you what is it, lemons or something? And you gotta make lemonade. Uh, Something like that. Something like that. So but just know guys, it's gonna be happening. I appreciate each and every one of you, the guys that have stuck to, stuck with the podcast all, all this time. It means the world, obviously. Trying to make sure we give the best podcast po- uh, content to you all and keep you up to date on the best sports news. Obviously, the NBA returns back. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be today. It's going to be, yeah. man, the All-Star break used to be like a week, full week, right? No, 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 God, no. It used to be like, I don't know, it used to be like four or five days. Though. Oh, okay. Okay, so NBA's coming back today. And the slate yep. of games that are going to be getting played is going to be the don't care the Nuggets, yeah. Cavs, Celtics, Pacers. Cavaliers. All Where's you care the about 76ers? the Cavs. All you care about the Cavs. And Warriors, the Lakers. Warriors. Those are the three games. Don't worry about literally any of the other games. Thunder Jazz is, has playoff implications, though. Oh, Thunder Jazz. Yes, that's also a good one. Those those are the four games. If you care about, somewhat, watch those. somewhat Trailblazers and Kings. What else? As I said, those are the four games. Uh, watch those; they'll be enjoyable. Dude, this is why small markets don't get any attention because of people like you. I try to give everybody love. I literally just said the Nuggets, Memphis, Jazz, Thunder are no, all small markets. It's because they all they all got worth. You know, they all got the guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Let yes, please watch the Pistons Magic. That'll be a phenomenal <laughs> game. Or, or hey, hey, did you see that LeBron quote when they asked him if Bronny gets drafted to Orlando, what would you do? He said, I'll just retire. Fam, I was <laughs> weak. Jeez. Bro, he said, after the bubble, yeah, I'll just retire. I was Jeez. dead. <laughs> uh, also, phenomenal game, uh, the Spurs versus the Mavericks, if you want to watch that. Oh, man. Imagine um, if they lose again. Any other, any other small market team? Oh, sorry. The Raptors and Pelicans are playing. If you you know, if you know, want to watch that over the Grizzly 76ers or Nuggets Cavaliers, those, the phenomenal game. <laughs> You're probably local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> of course, we always appreciate you guys. And until next time. Until next time. I'm out.